0: Radio, yes, talk radio.
1: So boring, man. Kosher lost the stick. It's kept in by multi to the line. Long shot score. Lindstrom with a shot from the blue line again. One nothing Detroit.
0: Sunday, February seventh. Super Bowl. Nothing else going on today. Nothing, S- nothing Super at Bowl all. Sunday. Just, just us, you. Super Bowl Sunday. Your sweet boys at the hockey podcast. The Super Bowl. It's, uh, the Super Bowl. Yeah, fifty. 50 so you're 80.
2: probably all listening to this on Monday. Yeah. For Monday, yeah. <laughs> je- yeah. Well, yeah. What 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 number Super Bowl do you think it is? It's, uh... oh, I had had this talk. It's 55. It's 50. I thought it was, like,
0: 58. Hmm. No, because we had this talk the other day because um, Madison asked me what LIV was. I was like, oh, that's 54, and, like, not really cluing in as Uh, to why she was asking. And then the commercial comes back up. She's like, see, it's Super Bowl 54. And I look, and they'd put the Lombardi trophy between the L and the V, which made it look like L1 V. And I explained to her that that was a very stupid marketing decision because they probably did the exact same thing last year. Yeah, <laughs> but it is yeah. in fact fifty-five. So
2: yeah, they probably just use the same promo. Right? Why wouldn't you? Yeah, well, it's cold. You got to save money, right? Yeah. Fucking Bell Media's hurting these days, so they got to save some cash. Yeah, I was um, uh,
0: I was seriously considering uh, uh, going back to my uh, my former local cell phone representative company. Uh, yeah. Getting away from Bell, but then I thought someone might lose their job if I do that. So yeah, uh, I'm just gonna it's, stick yeah. it out.
2: Yeah, it's hard to say should yeah. you support them or not during this time because mm. you know it's quite the it's quite the thing you have to juggle.
0: I hate to see James Duffy get let go because I couldn't pay my bills. <sighs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of getting let go, uh, oh. Tony D'Angelo. Oh wow! Okay,
2: uh, he's uh, he's been let go. Well, kind of. I mean, I guess as let go as he possibly could be at this point anyway, it's not uh, it's not the easiest process to buy out a player in the middle of the season. It yeah. kind of needs to be a mute. Like, this is one thing I think a lot of people didn't really realize, right, is like, why are they still paying him, was what I saw. And it was like, well, they they can't suspend him because he technically didn't do anything against team rules necessarily. They can't buy him out because he needs to also agree to it. So like they're they're kind of stuck. They kind of just have to keep him for now until they can convince him that, you know, it's time to buy you out or until the offseason comes, whichever comes first. They might just keep putting him on waivers, but I don't think anyone's going to claim him. So
0: you would have to imagine uh, that he would have been by this point uh, if he was going to
2: be Well, like even okay, even if even if we weren't talking about Tony D'Angelo here, a team is not claiming a $4.8 million contract off of waivers. Like, it's just, like, that's one thing people miss, right? Is like, at least in a trade, when you take on a salary, you can send a contract back or a salary back. Whereas if you take D'Angelo, you're just taking an extra player and an extra contract, and uh, it's not the easiest thing to do. It's easy in NHL 21, but it's not the easiest thing in real life. So, whatever. Yeah. Um,
0: so the trade market now open. Well, I guess we'll talk about why he's on waivers and then we'll talk about the <laughs> trade market. Um, so in case anyone's Has been living under happened? a rock, or Did if you've just been there? watching the championship series football games all week long in preparation <laughs> for the Super Bowl, a weird way to prep the Super um, Bowl.
2: Like unless <laughs> you're on the team,
0: watching game tape yeah. all week long. Um. So Tony D'Angelo, obviously, like, oh, come on, this isn't the first time we've talked about this guy. He's had some issues in the past. Um, and he gets scratched early on. You and I went uh, into depth about that and why it was or was not relevant uh, at the time. Um, and it sounds as though at at that point in the season, Jeff Gordon came to him and said, "Look, this is it. You're on your
2: last last legs with the team." Yeah, I've been a NASCAR driver for 20 years now, and I've seen it all. Yeah. So uh, it's and it's time to time to pony up. And- any, anything else at this Wait, point? Wait, is it a different Jeff Gordon? Jeff Gordon. Oh, it is a different Jeff Gordon. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Could you imagine? I thought it was the same guy. That'd be cool. Jeff, did you know Jeff Gordon's, uh, like, Jeff Gordon, like, with a D, is a, uh, like, an analyst now for NASCAR? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's not bad. Mm. He's okay. Like, he's, he's better than, like, if you put Gretzky on TV, you know, Gretzky wouldn't work. Gordon actually kind of works, you know? <laughs> I meant if you put Gretzky doing hockey, not if you put him doing NASCAR. He wouldn't be good at that either.
0: Was Gordon like the – I don't know if it's the same for you, but like I always have that image in my head where it's like Jordan, Gretzky, Woods. Um, maybe you throw Bonds into that conversation. Just like the biggest guys at their respective sports that were like all in the 90s.
2: Was that Jeff Gordon? Was Jeff Gordon good in the 90s though? Like I feel like he wasn't really good till like the 2000s. Maybe he was though. I don't know. I kind of have to look that up. I I like I I mean, as someone who watched NASCAR, like, I mean, Dale Earnhardt wasn't as good as he initially was toward the end, and then obviously uh, uh, was taken too soon. But like he he was he was the guy, and then like, I guess like, Gordon just kind of became the guy. He was he was he was good though. Like he was he was the best at the time. Yeah. Yeah, he had a solid. I would st- say the two thousands. Like in the nineties, I don't, I don't really think of him as being anything that great. But actually, now that I look at it, most of his uh, championship wins came in the nineties. So whatever. Hmm. Hmm. Um. So
0: anyway, uh, Tony D'Angelo. Getting back to hockey.
2: <laughs> um, He's driving NASCAR now. Right. Yeah. Toll <laughs> should be good. <laughs> He'll fit right He'll, in with the. He'd uh, fit right in. Ooh. See you in Texas. Oh, boy. Um, A lot of parlor fans there. That's all I'm going to say.
0: Warned that he, uh, you know, last chance, something happens against the Penguins a few nights later, and uh, he's on the ice for the overtime goal. They're leaving the ice, uh, and reportedly he gets into an altercation with his goaltender. um, That was after the game? After the game. I never actually saw that. It was after
2: the game. I thought it was a separate incident.
0: So he was a minus three in this game, and he comes off the ice after the OT.
2: No. Yeah. After the no. OT goal is scored.
0: There's no way. And he starts laying into his goaltender. Not my Tony. Whom he was screening on the overtime winner. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, hotheads start uh, prevailing and uh, some words are exchanged. And there's a little bit of uncertainty as to who did what in what order. But uh, Anthony D'Angelo got clocked by a teammate is, is basically the gist of it. Uh, some people have said it's Georgiev. Some people have said it's Kreider. Uh, whatever the case may be. Um, whenever your teammates are punching you in
2: the face, probably not a good sign. So, my understanding was that the Kreider thing was a separate incident. So, he, he had been punched in the face on two separate occasions by teammates last week. His, I mean... Normal things, Yeah, of course, yeah. Who hasn't been punched in the face by a teammate?
0: His fists-to-face ratio in the night was much better than his plus-minus. That, well, yeah. Well, not for him. Well, yeah. so, mad speculation, you know, all, all this, what happened, what happened, what happened. Uh, next morning, we learned that uh, he's been waived. And when he clears waivers 24 hours after that, uh, the Rangers make the announcement he will no longer be playing for the New York Rangers. He's played his last game. And they're exploring the trade markets. Hmm. Um, now, I think you and I would normally sit here and talk about Why would a team do this? Why would a team go out and try to acquire uh, Anthony D'Angelo and and pay this guy to play hockey for them? Um, But I think it's a pretty self-explanatory answer uh, because this is the NHL, and this is what the NHL does, and he's a right-handed shot defenseman who's 25 years old who can put up some points, and someone will see value in that, and they will ignore everything else that they want to ignore, and... Instead of sitting here saying, why would someone go out and acquire him? Um, I figured we would sit here and talk about who will go out and acquire him because someone will go out and acquire I think him.
2: So. I think so. I Yeah, I don't know. I haven't really thought too hard about whether or not he's going to. And I, you know what? I don't... Uh, like, I wouldn't bring him in under any circumstance, really, at this stage. I just... Uh, I've seen enough. But I'm not saying that that's going to be the case for every team. I mean, like, the one thing is that... You know, there, there were the people who maybe weren't aren't uh, as informed on Tony D'Angelo saying, you know, well, isn't everyone entitled to a second chance? And uh, I would agree. Uh, but Tony D'Angelo's had about uh, 35, and that's what's on the record, chances to do right and to become a better person and to, uh, to try to, to change his ways. And, and he seems very, uh, you see, honestly, like I'm just going to say, it seems like there's just a lot of bad in that dude. I don't really think that there's going to be much that uh, is going to redeem him over the course of time, and I think he's just going to think he's just going to be one of those guys that's going to continue to slip through the cracks and just be a shitty person the rest of his life. Um, so for me, and I think for a lot of teams, they're just they're going to see it that way. I mean, he's been a little shithead since he was a teenager. He continues to be a little shithead now as a, a supposedly grown adult, at whatever 25 or whatever the fuck he is, and. Uh, Uh, so I, I, I don't think, I think there are a lot of teams that are just going to say no and not even give it any thought. Uh, then there are teams that aren't going to be able to make it work even if they wanted to. $4.8 million against cap. Um, it's just not a spot that most teams are comfortable, you know, um, being in like there are teams that could use a good defenseman and use like a, a offensive defenseman, uh, like Winnipeg and, you know, like, uh, the Islanders could use like an offensive kind of guy. But I don't really think that, you know what I mean, like, given the people that run those teams, that that's going to be a move that they would make. So you're kind of left with a really short list of teams that maybe, maybe would uh, take a chance on them. And ironically, one of the teams that came to mind for me uh, was Arizona. But Arizona's already moved on from Tony D'Angelo. They've already made that mistake. I don't know if they're looking to bring him back into the fucking fold, um, you know, granted, they traded him and a first-round pick for what ended up getting them, you know, Auntie Ranta and Derek Stepan. It was a great trade for them, but I don't, uh, I don't really know that they're going to revisit that. So uh, honestly, I, I don't know what's going to happen here. I, uh, I don't think it's coming anytime soon. It would just be very bad optically for any team to come in and trade for him now, but. To your point, yeah, someone might get desperate around the trade deadline and kind of say, you know what, he's been going to classes or whatever the fuck. You know, he's doing yoga now. He's been watching a lot of Oprah. And now he's uh, now there's the redemption arc. And, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's how they're going to spin it and some team's going to try to take him in. I, I think a lot of this is going to depend on what the price is.
0: If the New York Rangers come back and say you know, yeah, we'll retain a third and give us a fourth. Yeah, all right. That that Fair trade enough. probably gets done pretty quick. Um, so I think a lot of this is in, in the hands of the Rangers and how they want to, you know, kind of market him as a as an asset, if, if that's the right word to use at this point, and uh, how they want to frame, you know, getting him off their roster. You know, hey, do you throw a prospect in there and just say, to some team, like, look, we don't want them. You don't want them, but like, we really can't have them right now. Like, it's it's just a bad look for us, or, or however they they want to spin it to a, a, a trade partner. And then I think that gives the, a, a crutch to the team picking him up. Like, if if the Rangers came to the Ottawa Senators and said, uh, you know, um, here's a here's a mid pick and some salary retained and a a decent you know prospect. Um, Give us a, give us a fourth or a fifth, and the senators can sit there and say like, yeah, uh, we really wanted this prospect, we were really high on this prospect, yeah. and the price to get up this, you know, well, I was taking on the Tony D'Angelo contract, and you know teams do it all the time with guys that are injured and aren't going to play. Like why wouldn't a team do it for a guy that isn't injured and might be, you know, helping you on the ice to a degree despite his off ice antics. Um, I don't know. I think there's a lot of ways teams are going to talk themselves into thinking that he's worth pursuing. But I definitely agree with the sentiment that you're making that it shouldn't be now. It probably shouldn't be ever. But Well, um, no, I do
2: agree with the idea that if the Rangers want him off the books, there are certainly teams with cap room that maybe would be willing to take him on. I mean, again, like even for them, it, it does look bad optically, even if you take on his contract, because... You know, the the argument should be is that no one should be willfully paying him money at this point. So if the Ottawa Senators want to go and give Tony D'Angelo what's left of, you know, his $9.6 million that he's owed by the New York Rangers, well, yeah, and it doesn't look great on them, but the Senators don't exactly have the best image anyway. So if they're a team that fucking take him on, then whatever, yeah. right? And if it's coming out of their owner's pockets, better him than a good person. So, uh... Yeah, I mean, like, if, if that's what ends up happening, I could, I could totally see that. There's nothing stopping a team from doing that and then just continuing to sit them out, right? Like, Tony D'Angelo doesn't have a case to be made where, you know, it's not like a, it's not like a job that just stops giving you shifts for no reason or something and you can complain to the union or whatever. Like, there's a player's union, yeah, but yeah, there's no you're not entitled to anything as an NHL player. A team can just scratch you constantly. I mean, that's what the Canucks are doing with Louis Erickson. So, I mean, is there any real case that that's any different? If you're Louis Erickson and you're Tony D'Angelo, like, who's to say it's not hockey-based, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it's not like this is a guy who was, like, a seven-time All-Star and all of a sudden he's being blackballed, right? This is a guy who had an okay offensive season, good offensive season last year and a bad defensive season. And this year is not having a good offensive season and has been continued, uh, continually bad uh, defensively uh, at a position where defense is the main priority. Eugene, you talked a lot about
0: why you brought in that prospect. Just want to ask you real quick, uh, why Tony D'Angelo?
2: Well, uh, that was a pretty good Brent Wallace, considering he's not the guy. Well, someone has to be the that guy. That not a bad Brent Wallace. Um, <laughs> We're pouring one out for Brent Wallace today, by the way.
0: Well, he was the—he's the same blood type as me, and he's got two good kidneys. So I said, "What the hell?"
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not, a, not a terrible Eugene. Yeah, I don't—I like—I just don't—I uh, don't think it's impossible. I oh, yeah. I would be quite surprised to see him in the lineup again in the NHL this year. But again, like I said, teams get desperate, right? And this is going to be an interesting season if uh if a playoff team loses four guys to COVID that don't that you know when they come yeah. back and the games are being played again, like say a team down the line gets postponed and their guys come back and none of them look like they're 100% I don't I don't know what some of these GMs are going to do when they get desperate. And I'm not even really sure that I I would blame them 100% either. Uh I just think that given what we've seen with the culture of the New York Rangers and what I know about the culture of a hockey team and winning and the correlation between the two, I don't I, mean, I don't see any reason why you'd fucking want to take a, even a risk on Tony D'Angelo. like the upside does not outweigh the potential downside mm-hmm. for me. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, something
0: to monitor, I guess, the rest of the year in terms of what what happens with him. You talked about the injury, uh, COVID related type of situation where a team loses maybe their their guy. Like Columbus comes to mind. You know, they got cap space. What do you do if you lose Zach Roenzi?
2: Gotta tell you, gee, well, I mean, not not that I'm trying to make any accusations here. Columbus will probably be one of the rooms in the league that he fits in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, knowing what we know. Yeah. Do you hear that thing that theory about Dubois that that was potentially why he wanted out in Columbus? Like I don't know was, if I buy it, but it cuz it was new... too trumpy in the room. And he's he is like fairly known to be like a very liberal sort of dude, you know, like is very like you know, healthcare for all kind of thing, you
0: know. He probably should have pulled some of the teammates or some of the players that have played for other teams and just got a sense of the other dressing rooms cuz I think <laughs> I think despite him only being in one dressing room uh, he's going to find a lot of similarities <laughs> in the other well, dressing rooms. I think
2: he got lucky because I think Winnipeg's one of those teams, like, they're all, you know, they all seem Wheeler-esque. So I, I think uh, I think he's okay there at least. <laughs> yeah.
0: Pierre Dubois showing up in Winnipeg, and Blake, Blake Wheeler is just right fired right up. Nice. I can smoke doobies with
2: Doobie, man. And he's just all carefree and living Who's life. Who's smoking doobies with Doobie? Wheeler. Yeah. I can see that. He's grown his hair out quite a bit. Yeah. So... Oh, good for that. He them. seems like someone who might have like a weed farm or something like that. I could see Blake Wheeler doing that. Yeah, seems like a thing you would do. Yeah, him and Hellebuck. I bet you Hellebuck's a weird dude. He's probably been growing stuff. Oh, come on, you he, know he's a weird dude. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. not gonna. we <laughs> I'm not gonna hide that one. So weird was it guy. like he's was, a goalie? He's automatically weird.
0: Was that kind of the trade? Then it was the uh, international independent for. Um, the liberal Canadian boy in exchange, a, in exchange exchange for the, of, yeah. the mega Roslevic? Is that how that worked? Is that you wow, trade away some want, of the mega to... I don't want to
2: make any assumptions you know, about Mr. Roslevic, mm, but... Okay. I Ohio mean, wasn't exactly a <clears throat> winning state. I don't, uh... I don't care for a lot of the people in the Columbus Blue Jackets, put it that way. The... I like the team, but... The
0: the, the 2021 draft might be delayed. Did you hear about this?
2: Oh, yeah! I yeah. forgot about
0: that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Kind of weird. That's a weird one. Yeah. I don't really know. I don't. I really have
2: a hard opinion on I that one. I don't I, think.
0: Well, I don't have a hard. I don't think hard's the right word to use there, but you're going to get fired up here. I don't think I can tell it, it makes sense. You're going to fucking sound uh, off. Awesome. Yeah, I'm really
2: passionate about it. <laughs> If you know there's one thing I care about, it's yeah. the fucking draft. Where, uh, how am I going to have my draft uh, party a bunch of back guys home I in Columbus? can barely recognize, go up on stage and talk for 45 seconds yeah. about a team we all hate who won the Stanley Cup and then pick a kid I've never heard of, and then we have to listen to him talk for seven and eight minutes about how he wants to thank God and his parents and uh, that one coach from back home who would fucking skate with him at four in the morning every morning. Draft is awful. <laughs> Good for them, though. Good for the kids. I never got drafted, but.
0: Yeah, well, yeah,
2: not not at that level. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> Oldest uh, draft pick in NHL history. Ooh, like, I, I, that's a thing. You know, I wouldn't even need to be drafted. Like I'm eligible to be a free agent. if Someone wanted to sign me. Phone's not so, ringing. Right? I'm never getting drafted. You know, no phone. Phone. <laughs> I haven't got an offer yet. Um, like I've been on skates for a year.
0: So yeah, I believe it was Darren Dreger reported that the NHL is considering pushing back the 2021 NHL draft to 2022, which 2020. which he then revealed that the NHL would just have two drafts in 2022, which to me is like, that's the weird part. Yeah. like No, that's the funny part. If we're just going to like not do the 2021, that's fine. Let's just not do the draft. Let's just do it again in 2022.
2: You know? Why are we going to have two different drafts like a month do apart? You, do you know how many teams are not going to be able to, take like, keep it straight which kids are eligible for which draft. <laughs> like, do you know how many fucking teams are going to go out there for the 2021 draft and pick a kid that's fucking 16 years old thinking that they can pick him? No, no, that's next weekend. He's eligible next weekend. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, do I get another pick? No, you are you fucking you used your time slot kind of thing. Or, <clears throat> vice versa, pick a kid in the 2022 draft that had already been taken in the 2021 draft and didn't notice. Like, yeah, he went in the sixth round of fucking Arizona. Mm. Like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know about that. Can we take him still? Well, yeah, I guess they didn't sign him in that year or three days. Yeah, maybe he is eligible to be back in. What do you what do you guys say? Should we just throw him back in?
0: You're It'd be a mess. You're sitting at 19th overall, and you're realizing that Ottawa didn't pick a goalie a weekend ago. So you're like, oh, I think they're going to take a goalie next. We better take yeah. a goalie here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's uh. Or is know. it just one big draft with, like, 20 rounds? Wow. <laughs>
2: That'd be crazy. That would make more sense. Would it? Yeah. Just pool all the players. I guess kind of, because, like, the, like, what are you going to, you're going to base the 2021 draft in 2022 off the 2021 standings? No. And then the draft, like, I guess, no, no, I guess it would work, because you do have two different draft orders based on two different seasons. Oh, well, I if see what you're what not you're doing yeah, one yeah. this year. No, I see you I guess you could kind of, yeah, you could do it in two different weekends that way. I guess you wouldn't have to combine it. Combining it would be kind of bizarre, I guess. I don't know. It's it's a mess. I don't, uh, I just, like, I, I don't, I don't really know, I don't really have an opinion on it because, like, I, uh, I do agree with the fact that, um, you know, you're probably not getting the best impression of some of these kids that, uh, or as much knowledge on these kids as you should, um, at this point it's just gonna become a glorified background check to try to get a to try to get a, a kid drafted so and a bad egg would never slip through a qualified um, background
0: check and make it under the New York Rangers we wouldn't we wouldn't want that well or the Arizona coyotes well, the
2: lightning drafted them uh, you know so I think that uh, I I don't know like I, I just I, I do feel for the Scouts I feel for the organizations I feel for the kids mostly though like I do think that uh, there are probably some kids that are ready to take some big strides and move themselves up a lot in the draft rankings, uh, potentially from being nowhere near the draft to actually being like a fourth or second or first round pick even now. Um, You know, and they're not going to really be able to display a lot of the work that they've put in. I think that's tough. You know, you'd like to think that a lot of those guys still get drafted uh, the next year, but... um, it's it's tough. I mean, like the the only thing you could say is it's the same for everybody for the most part, right? Like well, if you're if you're if you're playing over in Russia, and you're a kid who you know is playing in the Russian developmental league, like yeah, you're in you're at an advantage over a lot of these other kids because they're not on the ice, and uh, it's easier to watch a kid night in and night out. You'd be like, yeah, he's he's improving a lot, and then all these other kids you're looking at, it's like, yeah, I haven't heard from you lately, kind of thing. And obviously, it's because they're not playing, but. You know, if you're out of sight, out of mind, I, honestly, I do think there is something to be said for that look. Like, I don't have a lot of faith in NHL executives as it is. I think a lot of them make ridiculously bad decisions as it is. M- Malcolm Miller or whatever his fucking name was, Mitchell Miller there, still got fucking drafted and all this stuff. So, I don't know. I just, I I, I think in the spirit of fairness, it probably is the better way to go, even though it, it is also messy.
0: Well, and, and it's interesting you say that because to me, I'm just... Kind of playing devil's advocate here, sure. in the spirit of fairness, you know, has anyone asked how the LA Kings, or the Ottawa Senators, feel about this? Who might be one more piece away from taking that next step? Now they got to wait another full season before they have that much more reinforcement coming down the pipeline. Like, I'm not sitting here saying that you know, Atu yeah. Raddi is going to show up and make or break. One team, but if you're the LA Kings and you no. got Byfield and and uh, that uh, Kap, Kap, Kaprizov... oh, they got a lot of guys. Yeah, um, they don't have a Kaprazov though. But. The K, the K guy, with the, the Russian K name, but he's American. He's, On the Kings, oh yeah. uh, Kaliev, Kaliev, that's it. Wow, not even their not second even, best prospect. Sure, I would say, but I'm, cool. a, I'm a
2: fan. I think uh, he's playing. Didn't he score the other night? He might be. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he scored. But in you know stadium. what I mean? Like, yeah, like
0: yeah. they they they're kind of in that Maple Leaf territory where. You know they got Mitch and they got Willie and they got all those pieces and then they're just kind of waiting on their Austin Matthews to show up and and then they can take that step and all the kids come together in one season and then boom you're back in the playoffs but no you got to wait a year like yeah to me there's there's I think the best way to maybe handle it is to go ahead this this summer and like we all we all know who the top 50 prospects are going to be regardless like that that was kind of already going to be established coming into the season, COVID or not. Um, and maybe you hold two I mean, rounds just or degree, three right? rounds and then just call that the draft and then tack on a couple more picks, a couple more rounds next summer. Yeah.
2: You could do it that way. I mean, I mean maybe. I mean, it, it happens routinely where guys who were not on a draft radar end up going in the top 60 all of a sudden because of their, you know, a good year in their draft year. So, like, I... I agree with you in some regard. I wouldn't say it's top 60. I think your top 10 are no matter what getting drafted. Like, you know what I mean? Your top 10 prospects coming into this year, they're getting drafted in the top two rounds regardless, right? Mm. But, uh, well, I mean, short of anything off the ice. But then you get those guys that are ready for that next step,
0: and you put them in a position where they can take that next step without having to stick around to the sixth or seventh round, picking guys that you haven't seen play recently. Like, You know, I I feel like enough hockey is going to be played during the course of what we've already gone through the past few months and what's left to go this year before what the draft, you know, when it would be held um, to get a, a, a fair assessment or close enough to a fair assessment to do at least two rounds, maybe three. And then you know what? That just makes the 2022 draft that much more fun because you go into it and some kid has skyrocketed up the list. And now you get to watch him for a whole year instead of him skyrocketing for a couple months. And you do the, well, will he, won't he type of dance going back and forth with, is he for real? Is he just on a good, you know, hot streak here? And maybe the 2022 draft is, is more exciting. you got more talent coming out of it, perhaps. And you get to balance out the guys that shouldn't be playing, you know, in Division II Finland or in Shawinigan uh playing all of next season for the sake of going first overall anyway.
2: I don't think I've ever heard the the A pronounced in Shawinigan. Um yeah, I think my my my, my Shawinigan. Yeah. yeah. I think I think yeah. that's fine. I mean, like it, it's one of those things where it's just a uh, it's a lose-lose sort of situation. Sure, I, sure. I don't really think the NHL can make a decision where everyone's going to be happy, and I don't think there is a decision where where it makes complete sense. Um, I agree with the point you're making about it. It does sort of set a team back in a way. If I'm the team, I would rather be sure about the kids that I'm drafting than uh, be going off of what I knew going into this year. I'd rather have the most recent update of them that I can get, and therefore, you know, like, I mean, like I'm one of those guys where I, I don't even necessarily think most of these kids should be getting drafted at 18. But, um, yeah, I, 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 I think I'm on the side of I would like to take another year and let you know, let these things hopefully sort themselves out and get a lot of these junior leagues back on the ice. But I think I think you have a point.
0: The the other aspect here too is. Uh... Uh, it's a lot of uh, a lot of faith that we're going to be back to normal
2: uh, come
0: twenty
2: twenty draft well, time. Yeah, so. I mean, you would like to think by the fall they've worked out some sort of way to get most of these leagues playing, but you know, I'm it, it's hard pretty to say.
0: Pessimistic on that. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like it's hard
2: to say because, uh, especially in these other countries where you travel to another country to play a team that's based out of a country that you're not based out of. It um, it becomes pretty difficult, right? Like it's one thing to say that the CHL teams can start playing again, but you know I don't know how that's going to necessarily work for even like the Portland Winterhawks. And then when you go over to Europe and you got Swedish teams playing against fucking you know who do they play against in Sweden? Norwegian teams maybe? Is there a Norwegian team? Well, it's it's a it's a Swedish league. Yeah, but I, I your your you know, point I mean, your point there is there well taken. There are swedish teams in that league. Right. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Your point I, is well I,
0: taken I because it's, just... it's the same as what we're seeing this year in the NHL. It's like well, you're playing the same seven teams all year long, and then we're supposed to know who the best team at the end of the year is and who the best players are at the end of the year. It's like, well, how do you know that if everyone's not playing each other? Right. You got these CHL teams that are divided into the you know the W, the Q, and the O, and they have all American divisions within each of them because there's no cross border travel. So, gee, Tri City and Seattle have to play each other. 15 times next season and one team sucks and one team's good and some kid puts up 140 points as a result well is he a good prospect or did he just have to play a really shitty team all year long and put up good numbers and oh sorry you can't go scout that guy in person because there's no cross-border travel so here's some videotape yeah have fun you know i I think it's going to be
2: foggy regardless there's so many that's the thing is there there are so many scouts that are anti video uh scouts and there are so many scouts that all they know is I video know. scouting. And what I know, I know. But <laughs> yeah, no, like no, like, no. like like Grady <laughs> old <laughs> Grady there for fucking Oakland Athletics. Like he's not doing video scouting. Oh no. That guy's that guy's wearing his red hat and going to as many ball games as he possibly can, right? You got it. Fuck you, Billy. I'm not gonna fire you.
0: It's a good movie. Great movie. It's a good movie. Big fan. Um, so, like, I don't know. I, you're right. It's a lose-lose. There's no right answer. There's a lot of wrong answers, but uh, that's to be determined by... Well, that's, uh, that's hockey. Yeah. There's <laughs> always a lot of wrong answers. A lot of wrong
2: answers. With fucking... The 19th overall
0: pick, the Tampa
2: bit lightning slut. Um... Ooh, woof. <laughs> that fucking guy. Speaking of, while we're on the subject, too, we are talking woof. about uh, talking about Arthur Callie. of Ah. he's uh, he was born in Uzbekistan, really? yeah, so he's I mean, I mean he's Russian, but he's not, you know,
0: yeah, because he played for the u s team, didn't he?
2: Well, yeah, he play he plays for the u s national team, but I mean if he were he would be one of those guys that if he actually grew up in Russia, like he would or you know what I mean? If he actually grew up in Uzbekistan, he would probably play for the Russian team, yeah. kind of like Nabokov sort of thing.
0: I've never seen the Uzbekistan flag before. Uh, neat.
2: I've Yeah, I've never seen a, a player from Uzbekistan in the NHL, so. Huh. No, yeah. oh, good for him. Nice little, nice little flag they got there. Nice you know, colors. Open that up, see
0: if any other players. No, he is the only player to ever play uh, uh, that was born in Uzbekistan. Hmm. There you go.
3: Yeah.
0: Neat fact. Good player. There's nothing better in life than knowing that someone's got your back. Tough situation. And that's exactly what Paul Maurice has. Blue Apron. Nice. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Providing food for the hungry and the yeah. Um, at Smoke
0: and mirrors media. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so
2: no, is it is it a week where we'd have to do the ad? I forget. We might have to do the ad this week.
0: We didn't last week. All right. Well, and I know that because we did that episode live at the company itself. At the company. So we kind of. I guess course. we kind of
2: did. Smoke and Mirrors Media is a creative media production company specializing in photography and videography. Their services provide creative content for clients that offer extraordinary advertising and exposure opportunities that will help any size and type of business stand out from the competition. Whether you're a struggling artist with a small budget or a successful business with some extra cash, Smoke and Mirrors Media can take your venture to the next level. Professional photography offers your websites, brochures, and social media outlets the opportunity to shine. Wouldn't you love to shine, James? Shine bright like a diamond. Professional videography creates an opportunity that allows potential customers and clients to get an in-depth look into your unique venture. Smoke and Mirrors media doesn't just deal with commercial shoots, but also private accounts as well. Wedding and engagement photos, family portraits, and even more can be available through Smoke and Mirrors, and nobody does it better. Visit smokeandmearsmedia.ca for more information, and visit at smokeandmears.media on Instagram for more information. I never really noticed that the end of that ad repeats for more information twice. I gotta really, re- I gotta rewrite that.
0: Hey, you can never have too much information.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I should point out Mike didn't write that last line. He wouldn't overlook something like that, of course.
0: No. Yeah. Um, Paul Maurice has the back of the Winnipeg Jets. He yeah. uh, made that pretty clear in a scathing rant um, after the Jets uh, practice. Was it after practice? I don't think it was after a game. Uh, I remember thinking it was a weird time. To, like, I believe it was. Yeah, freak it was after out or the or morning skate. I think yeah, you're right.
2: Yeah,
0: Paul. Clearly, it's a little frustrating taking the questions about Blake, and I think he's probably frustrated as well. I'm wondering if you think he's earned the right from what he's proven in his career to avoid criticism or at the very least he's earned a little bit of buffer from
1: that criticism when it's perceived he's not playing his best hockey. I'd just like you to be right about it. Like, I, 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 right, you'll, you'll do your deep dives and analytics, and God, they do a horseshit job of telling you what five guys do. Like, the goal that you, you're beaking them on last night – you got put in a real tough spot by a back check by somebody else, right? And I'm sensitive to it because I've been in awe of this guy since I got here. His his work, Evel, like he's unimpeachable in his character and how he runs that room and how he plays he's eleven points in ten games. And and yeah, shift length shorter because I'm asking the whole hockey team to run their shift shorter. And and that's what he does as a captain. He'll bolt off the ice as fast as he can to lead. So I'm uh I, I I'm not so much protective of Blake Wheeler, I'm more protective of the Winnipeg Jets. Like you get a guy in your town that plays that hard and is such a fine, fine leader and a fine man. Let's be real careful. If if his plus minus number <laughs> Isn't what you want. Like he's prorated out at about 88 points, man. And, and we're 10 games in, we're six, three, and one, you're beaking my captain. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm offended by it.
2: Well, um, oh, whatever. I thought it was a good question. I thought his answer was good too. Like I don't, I didn't, I don't really necessarily agree or disagree with either of them. Like I thought, well, I guess I agree with Sean Reynolds. Like it was a good question. Wheeler's taking a lot of heat this year, but yeah, but why? So. Well, I, think, uh, I suppose that's why fucking Paul Maurice is upset, James. Yeah. But, like, am I the only one that's not seeing why we're asking the question, I guess? Well, I mean, he he is, for a guy that plays top-line minutes, probably the worst analytic player in the league. Uh, But, you know, it, it's how much do you want to read into that. And uh, Like, Paul Maurice has a point, right? Like, a lot of this data really only tells you some of the story. It tells you what's going on with uh, it tells you what's going on with with guys that they're playing with and what happens while a collective lines out there. So I mean he has a point in that regard right it's a lot of people don't have a lot of people don't have the ability to compartmentalize analytics and eye tests right and and that's kind of part of the problem and I think that's maybe what got him upset so um, he Wheeler's probably taking some heat that he deserves. But I think Paul Maurice is right to defend his captain because uh, unless Paul Maurice is thinking about moving Blake Wheeler down in the lineup, he kind of needs him right now. So he needs him to be on his game and he needs him to feel like his coach has his back. So that's the fucking answer you should give if you're Paul Maurice, right?
0: Yeah. Um, To me, like I, I see a guy that's 34 years old putting up a point per game and you can, you can talk all you want about how, yeah, his you know, ex- you know expected goals weren't up to standard, and his sh- shot blocks per second aren't as high as they used to be, and all this. But at the end of the day, like he's he's not a young body anymore. Um, he's no longer the Winnipeg Jets' best player, and yeah, he's he's doing fine. <laughs> he's an elder statesman. He's Doing the best he can, and the best he can is a point per game. And I don't really see the reason that we're all upset about it. Like, what, this isn't a guy that's 24, 25 years old that you're, you know, expecting to be the the face of the franchise for the next decade. That's showing cracks in the in, well, the, in the shield here. It's it's a guy that's he's played his minutes. He's he's had a career. He's starting to wear down a little bit. It's it's going to happen.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, but it's it's just how you treat the issue is the whole thing, right? Because, like, are people wrong to sit here and say analytics or not? Like, I, I don't, I, it doesn't really matter what uh, side of the argument you take. Like, Blake Wheeler hasn't been great this year. And if you want to sit here and get upset about it and not understand maybe why that is, okay. Like, if that's the way you want to fucking treat the argument. But you're right. Like, the reality is that he's an older guy who's doing fine, the Jets aren't counting on him. He just happens to be on that top line. But, like, is he the top player on that line? No, he's the co- he's the fucking complimentary player at this point. Mm-hmm. He's the third guy on that line. Yeah. Is he good enough to be on that line anymore? I, I honestly, I would say not. But uh, he doesn't necessarily... I don't think he blows a hole in that line quite to the degree that other people think he does. The analytics numbers support that he's been quite bad. But... Um, like, the Jets, unfortunately, here's here's the problem with the discussion, is the Jets play a system, and they admit this, uh, where they don't shoot the puck very often. And uh, most analytics are based on shot attempts, which is kind of the problem with a lot of it, right? Uh, until we start really paying attention to time of possession and tracking each player's time of possession... Um, Which, there are resources out there, but I'm not paying fucking $30 a month to get that information. So, until we start looking at those numbers, and those numbers are open to the general public, the Jets are going to look kind of bad analytically, and that's just the way it is. But they are one team. You kind of need to watch them to get the full picture, I think. Um, Because, yeah, they'll hang on to the puck for two or three minutes without shooting it sometimes. It's kind of weird.
0: Now, interestingly enough, like, we're talking about him being on the top line and all this, and... Patrick Line is gone, and and maybe the depth of the overall team isn't quite where it used to be. Like you know, Paul Stasny's good, but he wasn't—he's not the player that he was a few years ago when he came in into Winnipeg in his first stint, and uh, yada yada. But Pierre Luc Dubois on the verge of joining this team. He's supposed to be in the lineup come Monday, I believe, uh, if everything goes according to plan. Um, once he's inserted, and and once he kind of takes his spot presumably as the second line center. Do you think that opens up a possibility where you you split up the Shifley Wheeler thing, you can keep Shifley in the top line, you can move Wheeler down to the second line with Dubois. There's still a lot of talent there for Wheeler to work with, but you get him a little less, you know, a few more a few, sorry, a few less minutes a night still playing with a, a really good player and you give maybe Shifley someone that is currently
2: excelling well, in I, terms of... I should cut you off, because I, I guess I did misspeak, though. Like, Wheeler isn't on the top line this year. When he is, I meant he is the complimentary player. But we like Wheeler's on the second line, has been all year. Uh, I think I just still don't think he should... I mean, maybe he should be on that line with Dubois. We'll see how he works with Dubois. But um, I don't know. Like That might be a good spot for him. But mm. uh, Sorry. D- does that change your question? Not really. I, I, just, I guess I, it's yeah. just
0: how much does this... You know we 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 have the we have the whole conversation with Shifley
2: goes with Cop and Ehlers now, and I think that that's a okay. perfect spot for him. Like I think Cop, I think Cop does a lot of little things well that Blake Wheeler just simply doesn't do and hasn't for years. And I think that uh, I think Nikolai Ehlers, <laughs> Nikolai Ehlers has gotten screwed in that lineup for years, uh, playing in spots where he's never really played with Mark Shifley and people are looking and being like, "Wow, Ehlers is like like possessed this year," and it's like. Yeah, it's because his two line mates are fucking pretty good. That's why. Yeah, big fan of my my sweet sweet Danish boy. He's awesome. Yeah, like he he's fucking great. I love either. Side.
0: I am not gonna lie to you. A uh, little off topic here, but when they were talking about the whole, are they gonna trade Lani or are they gonna trade Ealers? I was like, I, I get that Lani is probably the better player, but I'm like, ah, fuck higher upside I, anyway. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't I don't want to I don't want to trade fucking Ealers. Like I love Ealers, right? Yeah. So I'm I'm kind of glad in that sense that. Theoretically, he's he's not on the chopping block.
2: That's the other thing too, right? Like they're gonna take heat for trading Laine, but like, was Ealers getting you Dubois? No. Was there a package with Ealers that was getting you Dubois? I don't think so. Like I think I think the Blue Jackets had kind of made up their mind, right? That they just wanted a top player in return. So yeah, they probably made the right decision because Ealers is still a good player arguably is better on the Jets than Liney might have been moving forward, because if he's unhappy... The way they play. You know what I mean? Like, you're, yeah. you're just talking... Again, it goes back... We talked about this weeks ago. It's a distressed asset sort of situation. Ehlers is happy there, by all accounts. So, like, just fuck, keep him and plug him in and put him on the yeah. top line. And he's been great. Yeah. So, uh, I
0: guess, to me, the timing of the Wheeler rant, um just a little odd, because, like, at the end of the day you took a a big part of that team is top six out of the lineup. You moved it away and you had nothing to show for it for two weeks until, you know, you get this guy uh, Dubois yeah. into the lineup. So if, to me, it was just kind of a weird, like, again, that doesn't, that's not an excuse for why Wheeler maybe isn't playing up to perceived standards, but Hey, why don't we just fucking pause on all the, you know, panic uh, mm. from the media and just like, let's wait till we get that one big asset that we're supposed to be, kind of depending on to show up and see what happens then. And then maybe we can talk about, you know, what is or what isn't working. And um, so Monday, I'm going to be really excited to see uh, how that looks. I'm really hoping everything goes well and uh, all all lights are green for Dubois to get into the lineup. And uh, despite me not being uh, too high on him, as you may have noticed in uh, recent episodes, uh, he, he's still a fucking, he's a good hockey player. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's like a team see...
2: that's doing uh, quite well without him. And you add him in, and, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, like, you, you you say what you want about the Canadian division, that's fine. Uh, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that the Jets are lighting the league on fire or anything right now, but but they're playing above dec- expectations yeah. uh, in a division that I, I think there are a couple teams that look a little stronger than I thought they would. Uh, and the Jets are are holding their own. And, and the one thing I'll say about the Jets is, and this has kind of always been their strength, like their forward depth is a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Like Mason Appleton's a legitimate, you know, third line player on every team in the league right now. Like he's been very good this year. Uh, Adam Lowry has again been quite solid, and then he's are, like he might end up moving down a line still. So um, their depth has been good. It's it's proven a lot of people wrong in some regards, and and uh, like even Trevor Lewis, I like Trevor Lewis there. I think that's a good fit for him. So um, yeah, they're they're proving a lot of people wrong, and, and they should be uh, quite happy with it. I think at this at this stage, I think Dubois is going to make a difference. Uh, I understand the criticism. I guess going back to it, I understand the criticism on Blake Wheeler. Um, you know, I, like I wrote, I wrote about it this week on the high button. Like if he is the fifth or sixth best forward in their lineup, I think they're happy. Maybe not given his salary, but if he's still good enough to actually be that good on a team where the forward core is already pretty fucking good and he's your fifth or sixth best guy, that's pretty good. Like that, that is pretty good. So, uh, I don't really know that he, should be met with criticism because they're not losing. If they were too, if they were fucking Ottawa right now, and Blake Wheeler were looking slow and two points at five on five kind of thing, yeah, okay. And didn't, and again, didn't even have nine points on the power play. His nine points on the power play this year, he's been great on the power play. Always has been. He's the best fucking forward in the league on that right sidewall, making plays. He is the best. And that's why his nine points so far this year is because he hasn't even been good but he fucking, he's so smart over there. He's Joe Thornton over there. He's great. So, uh, do I think he deserves criticism? Maybe a little, but I think people are kind of overblowing it for sure. 11 points for uh, Blake Wheeler. Um, yeah. Not well, 9 points, power play, but 2 on five Oh, on five. so sorry. Yeah, so sorry. I'm I missed splitting them that a little. I'm splitting them up because I do um, think there is a distinction of Blake Wheeler on the power play and Blake Wheeler 5 on 5. Like, he's a guy who's made his chatter on the power play for about 5 sure. years now, right? Yeah. But, is there anything wrong with that? Like, you know, you have to have a decent power play to succeed in the NHL. It's part of the game. So, yeah. you know, if he's the guy that runs your power play, makes your power play better, and you don't rely on him to be your best player five-on-five, five, that's fine. That's a good problem to have if your power play is good, and there's it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like criticizing a left-handed pitcher for being bad against left-handed hitters. Well, you're going to get that once in a while. It's part of the game, yeah. so deal with it.
2: Yeah, bad against left-handed hitters? You're supposed to be bad against right-handed hitters if you're a lefty. So, yeah guess, off, oh, Okay. Yeah, yeah 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 Yeah. No, you're right yeah you know he should be getting criticized oh. lefty should be able to pitch against left but there's left lefty god less, damn it there's less left there's there, lef, less less left it always oh, wow it's always weird to me when you find like a like a hitter that's lefty and he's better against lefty pitchers or you know what i mean because mm. righty versus righty is like one thing you know what i mean i get it you see a lot yeah, yeah. you get mostly righty so like you get to you know but like yeah mm. eh. Jeff um,
0: Gordon, eh? Jeff Gordon. You mentioned the uh, the North Division there. Uh, Winnipeg Jets sit in third currently in that division with 15 points. The Montreal Canadiens won uh, yesterday afternoon and currently sit atop the division with 18. Leafs atop a point back uh, with a game that has already ended uh, that we will know about by the time you listen to this. But as it stands, are a point behind the Habs, Vancouver, Calgary, Ottawa. Uh, all on the outside looking in. Well, uh, two of them are looking in. Um, well, I mean,
2: you can still look in. It just doesn't mean you're allowed to <laughs> enter. Like, just because the store is closed, Like you can still look in. You're just not getting anything from there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh,
0: the King Division kind of... Ra- it's it's unfolding a little differently than I think James, we all had.
2: James, it's the Scotia North. Carolina. Oh, I'm so, The Scosche. Yeah. The scosh yeah. The skosh. The fucking scosh I'm so sorry. The, uh, oh, so we got the scotch. We got the Mutech, right? The the Mewch, like the Mass Mutual East. Yeah. You got the uh, the, you got the uh, the Hans.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Wow, well, fucking only two of these have a good nickname, eh? And the can't spell discover without COVID. The Disco Division. division. Oh, or the that. Disco Tech. Oh, sure. The Honda's the only one that doesn't really have a good ring to it. The Honda, the Hun- the Hyundai. The. That's just flagrant. The Corolla. Hyundai. I don't know. Yeah. That's Toyota. Corolla.
0: That's Toyota. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, uh, I was going to say, natural, nice little transition going from the uh, All-Canadian Division uh, to our game, but then we got a little sidetracked. So, not as great as a transition, but we're still going to do it. All right. Uh, I got another round of True North Strong and 3 oh, no! for you. Because I spent a lot of time so... getting this list together, and uh, I want to use uh, some of these names.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... What are we having for dinner? Hot dogs. We just had hot dogs. Yeah, the buns are going to go bad, though. Okay. So we just have to force feed ourselves hot dogs now. Sure. Yeah, let's let's do it. So what... But what am I... Like, we're just doing it for fun to see if I can get, like, two out of three kind of thing? Is that what we're doing? Well,
0: now? I'm, I'm going to give you... How, how many how many names you want? You want three names, four names? What do you want?
2: Well, an odd number, so that way I can win, I guess. I was going to give you points, though. Oh, just points? I'm going yeah. we'll just see if I can top the points week to week kind of thing, or... Well... I was going to give you a barred reach, but okay. Yeah, depending oh. on the number of guys you get and the number of well, points available. Uh, but I have a strategy, so I'm I know a, you do. I you know, yeah. Okay. I'm trying to ruin that strategy. Well, what's the what's the point total you want me to get to?
0: I was going to give you three players, and I wanted to get to 15 points.
2: Oh, so it's me I have to play the one way, I guess. You don't have At to, some point. but you'd have At to sweep have your to. way. Oh, oh, I can do that. All right, that's okay. bold. We'll see. Yeah. It's gonna be someone I've never heard of.
0: All right, so I'm just gonna pull. Am I allowed to Google the answers? I would prefer if you didn't. Mm, okay. Um. So I'm gonna just pop that in my little randomizer list, and if you're ready, I'm gonna give you your first name. Sure. And you want the name, correct? You're the you're the name guy.
2: Yeah, this time around, I'll take the name.
0: All right. So the first name I have for you is
2: Mike Brown. Oh no. Uh, like. I mean, this will help. Are you talking about former Toronto Maple Leaf Mike Brown with the handlebars? Uh, I am. All right. Yeah, there are two Mike Browns. So Toronto, so, so yeah. Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, that is uh, correct. Edmonton Oilers. Uh, 35 games. Uh, is I guess you can't tell me how many more teams there are. I, I, don't, I don't think Ottawa. I highly doubt Montreal. But, well, maybe, actually. He might have been one of those guys that had to play against the Leafs. Despite having played for the Leaps in that rivalry, seems like he could have been a Jet. I don't think he was a Flame. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Uh, am I gonna go? I'm gonna go Vancouver Canucks. I think that's where he started. That is correct. Nice. There's one more team. Is there? Hmm,
0: hmm, hmm. Let's you don't ahead. have to guess. You've,
2: you've made your obligatory three guesses. So I'll lose points if I get it wrong, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm gonna. I'll be Son's. But you don't get the three if you sweep right uh, i'll be sons okay I'd so rather you're ending not... with three points yeah yeah i there's strategy behind this okay i'm
0: ending with three all right uh we're looking for 14 games to end the career with the montreal Canadiens. yikes yeah not don't, lo- don't not, love that not great all right great guy though let's give you your next name you once again want the well name.
2: no i'm gonna go the other strategy here i oh, want okay. the uh i want the details all right the devil's in the details Okay, so um,
0: this player played for the Ottawa Senators from 2014 until 2016. Mm. He spent the 2016-2017 season with the Calgary Flames, Mm. and he has been with the Edmonton Oilers since 2018. Mm. Ottawa, Calgary, Edmonton. He's with Edmonton now. And if you get this right, you get ten points. But you can spend a point of those ten. I could towards I? a clue. I could, couldn't I? Once again, there are limitations to the clues. You can't just ask for the draft. I'm not going to give you the year, position, and round. So if you want the draft year, ask the draft year, and I'll give you the draft year. And if you ask for the teams he's played for, well, I'm not going to tell you that. But I might tell you one of the teams he played for.
2: No, I should be able to get. I should be able to get it. The issue I'm having is. Uh... I can only name three players on the Edmonton Oilers. Mm. <laughs> Who they got? In net. Nobody. Nobody good. Played for Ottawa. This person, I should probably have a hard time believe. So they went Ottawa, Calgary, Edmonton, and that was in order. Yep. Like it's it's it's. I I obviously know the answer, but it's just like you know what I mean. Can't think of who's who's even on the team now. Mm. So I'm trying to play the reverse roster game in my head. Mm-hmm. It's not Alex on. It's not Cassian. I feel like it's a defenseman, but I can't think of who the fuck. Like It's not Chris Russell. He never played for Ottawa. The Ottawa thing's throwing me off. Because mm. there's been a few guys hop Edmonton to Calgary in the last few years, and vice versa. But, damn. This person's currently in the NHL.
0: Uh, with the Edmonton Oilers.
2: Like the only guy I can think of on the Oilers that has at any point played for the Senators, they're showing Oiler highlights on my TV too. I'm <laughs> trying to see if I can find my guy. Um, the only guy I can think of is fucking Turris, but he never played for Calgary, and he played in Ottawa a lot longer than that, so it's not him. Hmm. They got that Archibald guy, but he was Pittsburgh, I think, before. Damn. Damn, 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 James. I might, I might need some clues. Well, I can't believe there this. For. I can't believe that. This, I should know this. That's three. He's been in Edmonton for three seasons. This guy looks that way. I actually, I actually know who it is. I'm just doing a bit to prove oh, how bad the Oilers' depth is. I see. That's actually what I'm doing. Wow. Okay, so I get anything off their hockey reference page, right? Yep at uh, 1 point so, per clue. I I can't ask uh I mean I guess I could ask where else they've played, but I'd have to spend a point per team that you could tell me. Yep. Yeah. Do you want to give me do you want to give me um the team they played for prior to Ottawa? The Dallas Stars. Oh, it's Jason Spencer. That doesn't help. This all sounds like James Neal, but doesn't doesn't that doesn't make sense? <laughs> that doesn't add up. It's all, it sounds like James Neal to me, but I <laughs> scored forty goals with the National. Wait, 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 wait. Wait. I don't know if you can answer this, but is there a team mixed in between these Canadian teams?
0: I can answer that if you want to spend a point on it.
2: Yeah. Well I don't want you to, but I think I think I might be just like I overlooked a possibility there. Uh huh. I think this is Alex Jason. Okay. I'm going to guess that it's Alex Chason. Okay. Uh,
0: and you'd be correct.
2: Wow. Yeah. For nine I didn't points. know he played for the Flames ever. There you go. Because he played for the Capitals for a little bit there, didn't he? Mm-hmm. At some point. I don't know One between season. which teams. Won a cup. Wow. He won a Stanley Cup. Yeah. Alex Chason's a Stanley Cup champion. 61
0: games for the 2018 um, no Washington Capitals. No wonder he's bringing all
2: that leadership to the Edmonton Oilers taxi yeah. squad right now. Exactly. Fucking useless. Alright, I got one oh, more can, for you. Sure. And uh, what, how many points am I at? You are sitting at That's 12. Oh, okay. How many points do I get per team Right in that other one? You just get one point? Yeah. Points? It's one point for every correct
0: guess. You lose one point for every wrong guess. If you clear the board, you get three bonus points. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, I've got your third player ready. How do you want to attack it? You well, need, you need
2: three points. There's no point in getting cocky here. Okay. Let's maybe do it the other way. With the, um, you give me the the teams, and I try to deduct. Okay. Because I I can use clues there and still win this.
0: You know. Okay. So I'm going to give you the teams and and the years they, they were with these Canyon teams, and you have to give me the name of the player. It, please tell me it's prior to the 40s. Yeah, no. Uh, all, all these 40, players have played in the two thousands at least. All right, thank God. Okay, this is every. I, I like. I said, I spent a lot of time. I went gotten every guy that's has played in the two thousands. This is crazy. That have played for three or more Canadian teams. Ready? Yeah. No. All right. This player played with the Edmonton Oilers from nineteen ninety one until oh. nineteen ninety four. He was a Winnipeg Jet from nineteen ninety three until they moved to Phoenix in nineteen ninety six. He was a Montreal Canadian from nineteen ninety six until nineteen ninety nine. And he was a Toronto Maple Leaf from 2000 to 2002. Oh, no. Brutes, can you tell me who this Canadian alumnus Oilers, is?
2: Jets, Habs, Leafs. You got it. Did you say you retired a leaf or you didn't specify? I didn't specify. From 2000 to 2002. Montreal. It's harder going at it this way. Like when you give me a name, I can I can I, I have a good I have a very good grasp on who's played where. Sure. There aren't a lot of guys that have played more than like two hundred games in the league in the last twenty years where you gave me their name and I couldn't tell you at least a couple teams. This is a harder way of going at it. I don't know why I didn't just get you to give me the name and then I could have just, you know
4: okay. I either
2: know it or I don't. Yeah. That's, that's true. As long as it wasn't Brad Warenka. The good news is is
0: that you're sitting at 12 points, so you theoretically yeah. can spend all but three of your clues
2: so and still win the game. Did, did he play anywhere after Toronto? Yes. Can I get the next team after
0: Toronto? Uh, he played for the Dallas Stars after Toronto. Hmm.
2: No, that's out of order. Uh, he played for Dallas after Toronto. Yes. Gotta tell you, whoever this is, I feel like they weren't very good. Um, could I get the listed position? Uh, defense. Hmm. Mhm. I had a guy in mind mm. for defense. Mhm. There's no fucking way. There's no fucking way that, like, there's just I ha- I have a I have it in my mind that he played somewhere else, and given the amount of time that you told me. He spent with all these Canadian teams. There's not enough time for it to be this guy, I don't think. Okay. Because the guy I'm thinking I've played for Detroit for a, for a while. Mm-hmm. At least a couple years. But it's the only guy I that it, it sounds like it could be right here. So that Leafs 2002 defense core, you got, you got Corey Cross. Maybe actually I think was gone by then. McCabe, Cavalier, neither of them played for Dallas. Definitely not in 2003. Yushkevich, uh, it's not him. You got Aki Berg, it's definitely not him. How many? How many? What am I? How many clues do I have left? You have eight possible points so left have, to gain. I have five. Five technically. Right. For my purposes, um, how many games did he play in the National Hockey League? One thousand one hundred and three. Oh Kidoki then there goes Anders Ericsson. Okay.
4: <laughs> <laughs> there Anderson. goes there
2: goes that one for sure. Wow, Anders Ericsson. Wow. That's out the door. That's crazy. One thousand games. Who oh man, this is gonna bug me. So I got four points left. Four four things. Where? What team did they play for prior to Toronto? The Dallas Stars. So Dallas, <laughs> you no know, Dallas.
0: Yeah, I didn't even know that till I checked.
2: How would I not know who this is? <laughs> That's hilarious. This is this is beyond. I gotta made look up that trade. This is beyond made up. <laughs> so played for Montreal for three years, Dallas for one year goes to the Leafs, and then goes back to Dallas. And somehow this guy managed to squeeze in fucking 1,100 games in the National Hockey League, despite for the fact that he clearly didn't have a home. (laughs) So, wait, are you telling me? No. No. Oh, well, he didn't win a Stanley Cup with Dallas, I guess, then, by that math, because he was 99-2000 in, in Dallas. That is correct. All right. So he's on the wrong side of the Stanley Cup final and then decided, I'm just going to move to Toronto for two years. Okay. There, There's there's only one guy that I have in mind. It just it has to be him. Like, I just don't. I'm just shocked he was still on the Leafs in 2002. Like I thought, his time in Toronto was a lot earlier. So maybe I'm wrong on the guy, but it's just all the details seem to make sense. You got some points. So so I still have some points left. Um, I have two. Like I have five. There are six points available. Okay. Okay. So you need three of them. So so I know that this this is the one where I I I have a freakishly good knowledge on things for these players. Okay. To the point where I almost don't trust hockey reference to be correct because I know the correct answer. Interesting. Uh, But if it's the player I'm thinking of, was he a right-handed shot?
0: No. Uh
2: Uh-oh. Down to five
0: points left on the table.
2: What was his career penalty minutes? 2,792. Yeah, Yeah, I think hockey reference is wrong. I think it's my guy. (laughs) Let me pull up a photo. So – I mean, I guess I could be wrong on his shot on this one, cause he—it's not like I watched him play very much.
0: No, nope, he's definitely left-handed.
2: Okay, that freaks me out. So I got one guess left, technically here. How do I want to use it? I don't—I don't necessarily know that my guy is what's huge, so height and weight might not be the best. I definitely wouldn't know draft on my guy that I'm thinking of. That's one I just I just don't know. I always assumed Winnipeg, but uh, he was Edmonton and then Winnipeg. Took a lot of penalties, played 1,100 games in the league. What? No, I don't know if that's going to help me. How do you spell his last name? Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> no, I might. Does his first name start with Michael? Uh, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Does his first name rhyme with Michael <laughs> Oh, so is Robert Reichel. Um, I do there. It's got to be anything from his hockey reference, eh? Because mm-hmm. I got one question that you would know the answer to, but I wouldn't be on his hockey reference page. Dick length? No. No. <laughs> More so, does he have family currently playing in the NHL? Ah. I am going to ask. For my final guess, because I I don't, for my final clue, I don't think anything else is going to help me more than this might. What number did he wear with Toronto? Uh, He wore the now retired number three, which is the same number of points you have left. I uh, would like to solve the puzzle. Okay. Are we talking about Dave Manson? We are. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You got 15 on the nose. Yeah. Pretty Uh, good. Dave Manson's son Josh uh, plays in the NHL right now which is on his hockey reference page so Oh
2: cool yeah, well there now that go. I know kinships on there that'll help me in the future There you go yeah uh
0: traded to Dallas mid season you know too so for that would make sense for Yurki Lume Oh
2: there okay. you go there you go It all comes together okay um I have more memories of Lume as a Leaf than Manson Oh so, so do I I have a hockey card of Lume as a Leaf not, not saying Manson, not was Dave bad Manson. There, but
0: uh, wasn't that fun? He's, that was, he's that was... a tough son of a bitch. Yeah, guy. he was. Holy shit. He's yeah. a scary dude. That was fun. That was he could fun. Probably, uh, uh, he good could... Good to have fun because now we're going to talk about something really depressing. And oh. that is the state of the NHL with COVID. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So COVID uh, ransacking the league just as we all predicted. And <laughs> um,
2: Yeah, I, I, I definitely had it down as a ransack for sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, the NHL with uh, just game after game piling up that has to be postponed. Uh, they're getting into some wacky tactics. They seem to think that taking the glass out behind the benches is going to solve COVID or something. Um, so they've they've taken all the glass out, and they're actually... It looks better, though. Does
2: it? I think so. No. Oh. brings me back to the old times where fucking fans throwing popcorn at Pat Burns. I keep thinking why why can't like what what's Patrick Waugh gonna lean on
0: behind the bench when he's coaching, but he's not coaching anymore. For so. me,
2: pepper, I put it on my plate. Yeah. And then they put pepper on his fucking concession French fries. So there's there's two
0: common themes that I've noticed with everything going on with, with, with the COVID and the NHL and how they're handling it. Um
2: anyone and anytime someone calls it the COVID. The COVID yeah. I, I just check out. That's fine.
0: Yeah. Um, the first is that... I was that on the welfare. Whatever it is that they're doing isn't working, right? Because it's just not being contained. We, we had the whole debacle with the Buffalo Sabres and the New Jersey Devils recently where the Devils come to town and Kyle Palmieri can't play the one game and then he plays the next game and then he's back out couple days later, and then Buffalo's all up in arms, and then boom, it turns out half the Devils have COVID, and now half the Sabres have COVID. So, clearly the NHL is doing a very bad job in terms of getting ahead of potential exposure to the virus. Who could have
2: ever foreseen such an unfortunate situation?
0: And the other thing, uh, trend that I've noticed, is uh, that uh, all of this seems to be happening below the 49th parallel. Uh, which is kind of, honestly, kind of surprising. (laughs) Like, I'm, I'm, I get that our, our
2: laws are stricter and everything like that. I'm just. It is surprising. (sighs) It's surprising in the sense that it hasn't happened here at all. Right. But, like, what I would say about it is that it's not even so much that, you know, that this is repetitive instances of, of stuff going wrong, really. Like, what's what's happening here is one guy has it, and then they play that night, and then it's just getting tossed around and passed between the teams kind of thing, and that's just continuously happening. So whatever they're doing at, like, the ice level, you know, to, to for the protocols hasn't been working, and, I, like, if they're not testing enough or whatever the fuck it is. So, you know, that's clear but it's just one of those things like until it happens in Canada we're good but once it happens in the north division it's going to be the same thing as it is down there right it's just going to snowball because that's the nature of this fucking illness right like other- otherwise we wouldn't we wouldn't still be locked down 11 months after you know what i mean the world shut down like this would be over by now if you if it weren't such a contagious thing so that's all it is it's just it's so easy to pass it around that The situation is getting amplified in these divisions and that's the unfortunate thing.
0: Yeah. It's um, it's taking a toll. And I think something has to be done very soon, very drastically because I think we just talked about, I can't remember if it was the episode with Mike Wern or just the two of us. um, But we talked about what the NHL's uh, contingency plan is going to be. If this gets out of hand, how do you, how do you dictate how, one team with 25 games played is going to factor into the playoff race against teams that have played 55 games, and um, like we're getting close to that. And there's no way that we're going to be able to fit enough games in to finish the season at this point. If this continues, um, we're not going to have time to finish the playoffs in the span of time that they're expecting to do so in i think july 15th is their proposed final like absolute date i remember uh, bill Daly going on and saying something about july like july fifteenth. there's a line in the sand it's like all right well we just finished game six of the finals so i guess game seven can't happen sorry um you know they seem to be very hung up on their their deadlines so you're gonna make some changes because this isn't going to get done in time if you're cancelling games. and like This isn't baseball. You can't play two games in one day. Um, so you got to find space to make these these games up. Does that mean you cut down the first round of the playoffs to a, a five-game series? Uh, are we cutting down all of the playoff rounds to five-game series to, to make this happen? We're, we're getting close to having to have to have that very real conversation, I think. And even beyond that, how close are we getting to bubble hockey? Like, are the playoffs going to have to come back up north again like they were last year? What, what are we going to do when Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin go out with COVID protocol in game four of their first round matchup against the Flyers when maybe we could have done this a better way all along? And, I mean, the better way, of course, is to not play the fucking season. Um, but... We're here now. We've we've come too far oh, to, yeah. to go back. I'm
2: addicted now. So, so it's there's no turning back.
0: What what is the, like the initial has to do something here, but is there anything that they can do? I guess is where I'm I'm coming down with it because I I don't I don't claim to have some big magic answer aside from again doing the bubble thing, which I know is not fair to the players.
2: James, I I I'm a big believer in the current plan. Just hope for the best. Fuck it. You know what? I think if we just if we just the power of positive thinking and if you just manifest things into existence, because that definitely is a real thing, uh, you know what? It'll come true. So I think just stay positive and stay the course. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. This is it's a disaster. <laughs> like, like this. Uh. It's not okay. It's not. It's not a disaster. But it's, it's getting a lot warmer than I think people are willing to admit. Because we're sitting here talking about, you know, how do we get the season done by uh, May 15th or whatever. Because we need to have the playoffs done by July 15th. And if you start doing the math, we're, we're running out of rain dates soon. And it's February 6th? The season didn't even start a month ago! You think that these fucking breakouts aren't going to happen in March and April? You think that suddenly, as soon as we get over the hump here, that this is going to go away? It's not. It's going to keep fucking happening. This, this isn't going anywhere. And until everyone in the league is fucking vaccinated and it bubbled, this isn't going to stop. Because you, you need to do both, right? If If you are vaccinated, you can still carry the shit hmm. So until you're doing both vaccinations and and bubbling them, this doesn't matter. This is going to keep happening. It's going to continue to be messy. And uh, I'm not optimistic at all that this season's going to finish. Like I, I'm uh, loving what I'm watching and I'm enjoying the games as they are. But I do take issue with the fact that like, look, like I'm on record for being a guy who I, you know, if you've got 10 guys injured, sorry, like that's the luck of the game, right? But I mean, if you've got fucking 10 guys out with COVID and it's resp- and it's because you played the Buffalo Sabres one night and beat the living piss out of them and then your whole team got COVID and then you're missing your best players because of that, like I don't think that's fair. Because a lot of these people don't fully, like, recover and get back to their full athletic form necessarily, right? Like, we've seen it in other leagues this year where guys come back from COVID and they're not the same. And, uh, like, that just sucks for these teams that, you know, it's getting into the building, it's getting into the game. And because you played a certain team on a certain night, it's going to fuck up your season. And now you're going to miss games and now maybe you miss the playoffs. And now, you know what I mean? Like, I, I just, I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's fair to the devil's unless they brought them on the on brought this on themselves that they now have to play 11 games in 18 days coming up to make up for fucking games that they've missed and 7 of those 11 games are on the road good luck with that like you're already not looking very good this year and now you got to go do this because you know the NHL or whoever didn't know how to handle a certain situation or they forgot to test a guy or whatever the fuck happened i don't even know how it happens Everyone's getting tested. I don't get how this happens. They, they, they yeah. seem very confident in their testing models. So so what are you doing? You're it's, testing guys every few days? Are you testing them every day or before they go into the arena or a couple times a day? Or what is it? Yeah. Right?
0: It's It's got to be public exposure at this point. Because like we talked about, with it not really taking place in Canada to Sunday, this point. Yeah, for sure what's the difference? The only difference between the initial players in Canada and the initial players that are playing in the States is that the guys in the States can go to the bar after the game and get drunk, or not get drunk, but just, you know what I mean? Like, they can no. leave their fucking houses and go somewhere. No, you,
2: but you're right. Like, that, that's that's what I'm arguing, right? Is it, It's maybe not getting spread because of public exposure, but it's getting into the game because of that, mm-hmm. right? Like, that's how it's getting there in the first place. And if you end up with 30 guys because of COVID because of one game, okay, well, that's probably because the one guy was carrying it. Gave it to everybody. Mm-hmm. But, like, where did the one guy get it from? Like, is, is, are all these guys... How, is it getting into the lead? Like, put it this way. It's gotten into three of the four divisions, right? Did it get into th- those three divisions? Because one guy in each of those divisions had a wife who was a nurse? I don't think so. Don't really think so. Have a feeling like there's something else going on. And I'm not judging people for that either, right? Like, no one's asking to get this disease. It's just happening. But... It spreads so easily that, you know, you kind of have to ask the question, like, how is it getting into the rinks and what can we do to prevent it? And it's just probably not have them go out and get fucking wings or go, you know what I mean, go where? Go do whatever they're doing. Like, the solution is, unfortunately, they should be in a hotel and nowhere else other than the fucking rink in the hotel. And is that fair to them? No, it's not. So we shouldn't do this. These guys should be allowed to just sit at home with their fucking families and see you next fall. Let's play hockey again. But is the NHL going to be able to withstand that? Eh, Probably not. I think they're going to be able to make enough money from a canceled season at this point than, you know what I mean, fucking having not played it at all. Yeah. It's better to have loved
0: and lost. We we talked about how other leagues had troubles out of the gate. Uh, The NFL uh the NBA and MLB all had a lot of COVID issues early on in their respective seasons, but they quickly seemed to rebound for whatever reason and for the most part played largely uninterrupted seasons in their own buildings. Um the NBA maybe not so much like they're the one league that's kind of on par right now in terms of where their season's at with the NHLs, but baseball went pretty much without a hitch after those first couple months
2: uh, up until that fucking game 7 <laughs> debacle on the field. I mean, even with baseball though, right? Like they're playing games so close together there is no time to go out and do anything else other than play your games. And that's together, one thing. Right? So for it's sure. like but if you if you're doing everything you should be doing at the at the travel level and at the hospitality level when they're on the road yeah, like a lot of the, a lot of the situation, they're not doing anything other than going to the ballpark and going back to the hotel and getting on the plane. Yeah. So if it doesn't get into the team environment, like there's not really any way for it to get into there if if they're not you know bringing in all these external factors.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that's a good example with with baseball. They do play a higher volume of games in a shorter period of time. Uh, I guess the opposing view to that would be the, the NFL, who only plays one game a week, uh, their teams, and yeah, like you again you see a guy or two every once in a while come down with COVID and can't play and he's placed in a protocol list. And I don't think they have that spreading from team to team that we're seeing with, you know, the Buffalo Sabres and the New Jersey Devils because they're not playing frequently enough to expose someone else. But at the same time we're also not seeing like half the team come down with it either. I guess where I'm I'm curious is is why it seems to be hitting the NHL in a unique way as opposed to the other three big sports. Uh, like They're all different in their own dynamics, but at no point are we seeing similarities uh, with what the NHL seems to be going through right now at the, at the volume of cases per team, like on a team.
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't really know that I have an explanation to it. Like, you're right to ask the question. I just, I don't know if there is like a definitive answer. That I, come on, that you're not a you're not a doctor,
0: or immunologist, specialist at this point.
2: No, no. But when I find something to make sense and be logical <laughs> in my head, I tend to just believe it till the cows come home. Um, but I don't really know that there is like a definitive answer on that one. Like with football, I don't really know. Um, I've sort of had a theory with the NFL season that I don't. Think uh, they told us everything with with COVID. Like I think there was a little bit more going on than we found out. Um, but whatever. Uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. This isn't the Joe Rogan podcast here. Oh wow. I I can it be? I think though that um, I think that there might just be something to be said with the NHL and the resources that they have, maybe being poorer than some of the other leagues, and so maybe the The initial protocols and, and, you know, steps they were taking at the rink were maybe not nearly what they should have been. Uh, I do imagine that the Capitals were just an unfortunate incident where they got caught, and that I would imagine that a lot of these guys are still kind of spending time together. I would have to think. In their hotels and everything like that. Um, You know, we go, we talk all the time about this being the old boys club, and you're going to tell me that, you know, everybody on every team is recording every single malfeasance that's happening on the team fucking no we just found out about Tony d'Angelo getting punched in the face after he got put on waivers so I certainly think when there's stuff uh, when people stand to lose something that we're not finding out maybe all the details um, but I don't I don't really know that I have a, a, a super specific answer other than the fact that uh, through the course of a 60- minute hockey game, Every player on the ice comes into contact with every other player on the ice. I, I, like, on an average game, that's true. Like, unless you're playing two minutes, you're probably taking a hit or throwing a hit or having a puck battle or, you know, chirping at the benches with every guy on that other team. So I think it's pretty easy to spread it, is is what I'm thinking. Um, and I think hockey is a game where it leads to that, you know, being a problem. And I think it's just kind of, you know, unfortunately, a combination of maybe the NHL not doing everything right and um, the nastiness of how contagious it is.
0: Now, the flip side to that idea, where these guys are coming into contact a lot and during the course of a game, and um, I'm I'm less of the theory that they're spreading it amongst themselves, team to team, and more just that. Each team is going out into the community and bringing it into their own little sphere, because I feel like if this was a a primarily game-to-game transmission, that we'd be hearing a lot of other people coming down with it, like the referees, like who don't seem to be walking away from their games with any you know degree of difficulty when it comes to going on to the ref the next game. And and they're just as much involved with the players as the players themselves, where they're the ones breaking up each and every scrum and they're getting in there and you're dropping the puck with two guys' faces uh, less than a foot away from yours as you're, you know, getting ready for the face off. Has a ref not gotten COVID yet that they've announced? Nothing's been reported. That's a little that is a little odd, eh? Right? So yeah. to me, like I d like and and you know, you go back to it, like I think the NBA, like it's not as close contact to a sport but they're all pretty chum chum like on the court and you're going up for the block and you're coming down hugging the guy essentially right like yeah i think they're. i think there's less to the idea that this is you know the st louis blues giving it to the minnesota wild as it is both teams just going out and being stupid in their own right and then it's possible bringing into their hotel or onto their plane and
2: it's possible there's something really little at the team level for every team that we're we're overlooking yeah it's possible that you know maybe the equipment managers are not tested like they should be, and um, you know it's coming from there or something. You know, like I don't know that that I don't know that if every team had a staff member test positive for COVID, that we would find out in every instance. Exactly. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I just I don't know that that's something they would disclose. I honestly don't know. Like I just don't know at the surface level how they're doing things. Uh, I haven't heard or read anything because the NHL is being very, uh, you know. nhl Opaque about it, I guess. and uh, Yeah, so. Um,
0: maybe the theory here is if we just give everybody COVID, then they can't give it to each other later on. Maybe the NHL is putting it in the water bottles or something.
2: Yeah, or... like I, I thought I got a kick out of that question <laughs> last week. Someone like a reporter is just like, yeah, Austin, uh, since you dealt with COVID in the off-season, do you sort of feel that maybe you're potentially uh, immune to COVID? I mean he's just sitting there, he's like, I mean, I'm not a doctor. Uh, I don't really know. Like, I don't, I don't really think about that. Like, you know, why would he even think about something yeah. like that? Like, if I had it, I, I would just, I don't know, I might get it again. I might not. Who do, I don't fucking right. know. Who knows? No one knows. If we knew the answer, no one would have it anymore. That's kind of how diseases work, bro. Yeah, we're trying to figure this out. I don't know if you... I know it feels like it's been 10 years. It's been 11 months, yeah. so... Uh, at the end of the day, I'm going to be really interested to see what happens in the uh, Scotia
0: North Division when uh, the provinces oh, kind of start opening things back up. Obviously, Ontario on uh, looking at getting the ball rolling again in terms of what you can and cannot do in about a week or so. Um, and then, like I said, like I'm going to be really interested to see if that changes anything, if the case is start to creep into you know the north division uh or if it's just the status quo and maybe the teams have a a better grasp on how their players should be acting because they've come this far and they've seen how the other divisions have been impacted um it'll be tough to say like i I, i'm i'm not sitting here and saying that every NHL player should go to the rink and go home and sit on the couch and stare at the tv and then go to bed and then wake up and then go to the rink and then Play the hockey game and then go home. No, like that's I don't. Not fair. Th- I don't think that's right. They don't get paid enough. It's I'm what it's you what though. you have to do during COVID. It's what all of us are doing during COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, those of us that do have to work, we still go to work. It sucks, but you know that's that's part of how you get through this. So I don't know. I uh, I'm interested to see how how much longer they can keep this going before they have to talk about either shortening the season or shortening the playoffs or uh, whatever measures have to be taken to, to make sure that you don't just end up doing all this for naught because we're at the point now where they got to make a decision before they make a decision that benefits or hurts certain teams, um, you know, in, in the last stretches of the season. We, we can't turn around and decide that the Rangers are going to make the playoffs because they're the big market, um, even if that's not the reasoning behind it, that's how it's going to come across. So perception has to be considered, uh, and I, I think the decision needs to be made sooner
2: as opposed to later. I take offense to you using the Rangers as an example. Right. They, they ditched Tony D'Angelo. They're going to make the playoffs because they're good now. Yeah. Did you see? Did you see, did you see they put in Anthony Boteto. Did you see his fucking goal the other night? No. No? No. He grabs the puck on, like, the right side boards, uh, sort of, like, by the hash marks kind of thing, and he literally carried it around the back of the net, like, below the goal line, around and up the other side of the boards, up to the blue line, and then skated down through the middle of the slot around everyone and fucking just sniped it. Third career goal. Nice. Probably the nicest goal of the season other than, like, Brent Burns.
0: Feeling it. He's got the confidence. Fucking nicest goal. It was yeah. so
2: funny. Welcome to New York Anthony. There you go. Yeah. We got the- replaced an Anthony with a better Anthony. There it is. Uh did you see the uh, Georgiev reaction after the uh, game of the other night? It was Shesterkin, but yeah. Was it Shester- Yeah, it yeah, yeah. Was actually? Yeah, I feel like Georgiev maybe isn't going to be super This <laughs> is going to be super loud about that incident, but yeah, Sh- Shesterkin coming off the gate so it was good. Yeah. Um Okay, well aside from
0: congrat- congratulating Jason Spezza on his 8th career hat trick. That break, was cool. Uh wasn't it though? That was cool, man. Did you see the guy that made the bet with his dad? No. Uh, yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Um, I think that's like pretty much the gist of the hockey stuff. There wasn't a, a ton. Oh, the gist of it. Uh, to get to this week, it's obviously the. It's not. It's not this sports week. It's. It's another sports week this week. So we have to talk about that sport. Oh. It's the Super Bowl. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um. So we're I we're going to do an underrated overrated least favorite before we go, and we're going to do Super Bowl Sunday things. Mm. So just things that you do with the game, or things that, that happen when you're watching the game that maybe isn't the game itself. Basically, anything that isn't Tom Brady throwing the football that has to do with the Super Bowl. But, okay. You know, the things you like. I can get the ball rolling if you'd like. Okay. If you need a little little time to think, because I didn't just bring this on you. Know?
2: No, I, th- I think I got my overrated. The other one's okay. going to be tough.
0: Okay. You um, go ahead, though. My overrated is the halftime show. <laughs> well. Yeah. Yeah. I don't love it. Like, it's neat. I just think it's kind of hyped up too much, and it's always a letdown. It's always a letdown. That's it's basically like, always
2: a letdown. Like, like let's let's be honest here. I I understand. Look, I'm I'm just gonna call Spade Spade. I understand that maybe people are a little are a little too high on oh boy Beyonce. Okay, I understand that women are like obsessed with Beyonce. She's she's the god of the universe and stuff like that. I get it. And because of that, some men don't like Beyonce because they're just sick of hearing about her. But but we gotta be honest with you with you here. She was the best fucking Super Bowl halftime show of all time. And it's not even fucking close to me. And since then, everything's been a letdown. <laughs> like, Lady Gaga was good. It wasn't Beyonce. Beyonce was fifteen minutes of perfection. It was unfucking real. Yeah. It's, Everybody in there, and the, the, everyone reacts too much. Though it's like everyone was bitching about Maroon Five. I'm like, well, they were fine. I remember. Good.
0: I remember one of the first halftime shows that I like I have in my mind. They were bad. Was the Rolling Stones? And sure. it was, I was like, holy shit, the Rolling Stones in the halftime. show. And then like I've gone back and watched that performance again, and it's just like, Pretty it's much. the Rolling Stones. Like you know what I mean? Like at that stage in their careers, uh, they've had their peak, right? So they go up there. Oh, They've
2: been in this stage of their careers for (laughs) 35 years.
0: And they've they've got, like, 20 songs that they can choose from, and they've got 15 minutes to play three songs. What do they do? No, we're going to play all 20 songs, but you're only going to hear, like, 30 seconds of each. (laughs) Can we just hear, like, three full songs instead of, like, 20 snippets of you know, 20 different songs, it was just, like, that's that's one thing that always irks me, too, is, like, the transitioning from the song to song to song. Justin Timberlake was bad for that a couple of years ago, too. Like, he comes up, and he starts off with one song, and he gets halfway through it, and then boom, he's in another song. It's like, okay, no, that's that's cool. Like, there's a talent behind that, but it's like, can we just maybe just finish one of the fucking songs and not skip it halfway through? But uh, I'm a critic, so.
2: Yeah, I, again, like, I think that's why Beyonce did a great job. Yeah. Because she just, you know, like, like, she played several songs, but, she, she, it all flowed. You know what I mean? It all flowed. There was all purpose to it. And then, you know, Destiny's Child shows up. It's like, who's going to be the guest? It's like, well, the, the other guys, or the other girls that she was in a fucking band. Yeah, that would make sense. If that's who's going to show up. Yeah. That was the coolest thing ever. I loved it. Um, I think you're on to something. I think you're on to something. I mean, you, you asked me what's the, what, like, are we doing Super Bowl party things? Or are we doing an actual Super Bowl thing?
0: Just anything to do with the day itself. How's that? I, aside yeah. from, like, the actual game. Oh, like, I don't want you to sit damn. here and say, like... My answer was going to be the game. <laughs> no, because, like, I thought, like... The game's always overrated. because yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, like, my favorite thing is the coin flip. Like, okay, well, that's kind of fucking weird. Like, like oh, You're my, fa- fucking my favorite part is the touchdown. It's like, well, yeah, that's football. Like, just... Yeah,
2: yeah no, my favorite part is when all the players have fun. Yeah. <laughs> um... My least favorite part
0: is when the referee makes a bad call.
2: Like, you're probably right to say that the overrated part, I'm going to agree with you, but but I am going to state something here. the the, The halftime show might be one of my favorite things about the Super Bowl, but we are often all, you know, usually disappointed with it. So, I would say that you're, you're probably right that the Super Bowl halftime show is overrated. And I think that that would be my answer. But, uh, I enjoy it. And I don't think I'm going to enjoy it this year because I, uh, I don't think the weekend is good enough to do the halftime show. But, that's uh, that's just me.
0: Yeah, the weekend is a weird fucking choice for the halftime show this year, I, th- I thought. Anyway, I mean, I'm mean, i not a fan.
2: He's but... he's, he's famous. But the weekend is like Grey Cup halftime show famous, not not Super Bowl to me. Okay. You know, yeah, sure. Like like you know, I'm not gonna sit here and say I'm his biggest fan. I don't dislike him. I've seen the dude live. Like he he's he's good. But I I can only name like five or six songs. I think, and that's not that's not something I can say about any Super Bowl halftime show ever. Probably other than. Other than Jennifer Lopez, Shakira, but that's why they were together. You know, I mean, they mixed it together, and it's like, ah, oh, together, that's unbelievable, right? So, Yeah. yeah. Uh, my
0: underrated thing is uh, the food. I, I know that sounds weird to say underrated, but I feel like we've kind of just come to expect okay. that the food's going to be there. Yeah. And, like, this is all of my favorite foods, all hanging out together on the same day, having a party. And I fucking love it. Is, As a guy that doesn't love football, I love the fucking parties because I just get to I get to snack on chips yeah. and eat chili and have pizza and wings
2: and like that's heaven. So we were still allowed to do Super Bowl things last year, right? Mm-hmm. Did you Did you have a party? Uh, my girlfriend's parents always have you a, went there a thing, yeah. Hmm. I feel like I I'm not gonna lie. I don't think I even watched the Super Bowl last Who year. Who was like, it? I last watched year? the. It was the Chiefs and the team that the Chiefs beat.
0: Uh, San Francisco.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't watch it. No, okay. And I didn't go to a party. Okay. And I didn't work. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Actually, maybe the whole thing's overrated. That's my answer. (laughs) Underrated? Hmm. Underrated is probably just the coverage that goes into it, I would say, because uh, there's so much of it. That we've become desensitized to it because it's such a huge experience, kind of thing. Um, I think that there's something to be said for that. And I think that uh, the media does a really good job. There's a lot of really, really cool sort of segments and things like that that they come up with. One of my favorite things on Super Bowl week uh, during media day and things like that is to see what Charl- Charlotte Wilder's doing because <laughs> she's always got some sort of a fucking hilarious segment. Uh, you know, uh, my, my, like, for those of you who aren't familiar with Charlotte Wilder, last year she went to uh, the Mall of America, because in Minneapolis last year or a couple yeah, years a ago? a couple years ago. A couple years ago. She went to the Mall of America and ranked every lids in Mall of America from best to worst. It was great. It was There's like nine of them in there. Great isn't, thing to read. It? Yeah, it was no. like ten of them or something, and then she didn't count one of them because it was like a split <laughs> store. She's like, that's ah, not fair. It's not a lids. You think you're a lids, you're not a lids. You're just a KFC Taco Bell kind of thing. Like you're just right. a you're just a, a sister store. Yeah. What are you figured
0: out? Yeah. Are you in or are you? Out? I,
2: I think the media coverage is underrated because there's so much of it, and I just think people think like take it for granted sort of thing. So I think there's a lot of cool things that happen, and I would say that it's underrated.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. That's fair.
2: Um, my favorite.
0: It's the commercials. Yeah. They're pretty good. Like overall, I don't know. I get a kick out of them. Probably.
2: It's probably the answer. I mean, yeah, it's, you know,
0: it's the easy answer. That's for sure. It's probably the answer. Though. I'm not doing much thinking on that one.
2: No, like it's, uh, well, no, I mean, everyone talks about it, right? It's like, what was the best commercial? And there's always a commercial that everyone saw and it sticks with. Yeah. Right. You might forget about it a few weeks down the road, but at the office that next week, you're talking about that fucking, mm-hmm. you're talking about that commercial. I mean, I've never worked in an office, but. Or if you live in Canada and one of your buddies saw all the commercials, and one of your other buddies
0: didn't because they didn't get in the feed, <laughs> you, you spent all day looking up on YouTube trying yeah, to find yeah. all the commercials. So,
2: Yeah, I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm sure there's going to be a few There's a few good ones. I mean, they're always entertaining. So that would be my answer as well, I would say, is the the commercials. Honorable mention to the food, though. Um, yeah. Like, I love a good wing.
0: I couldn't, in good faith, put commercials at underrated. Yeah. <laughs>
2: So, yeah. so I kind of
0: had to put the no, food there.
2: But they're properly rated. The food is probably my favorite. But when, when, when on the Monday morning after the Super Bowl, TSN has a highlight reel of the commercials, yeah. that should tell you how fucking important the commercials are. They don't even show you the halftime show. They show mm-hmm. you the commercials, though. Exactly. Right? Yeah. For brands um, that don't even sponsor them.
0: Your My least favorite um, is the Lombardi handoff.
2: Yeah, eh? <laughs> wow. I yeah. actually really like that. I'm I am just like, cool.
0: Same with baseball. Like, I'm just one of those guys that just hates to see the owner of the team go down. Oh, the fact the that
2: he's getting it. Oh, okay. Yeah, the handoff. Oh, the actual handoff. I thought you meant the walk. Oh, no, no. Like the, the walk the, with the music. I'm no, like, that's the, the coolest fucking the, thing that they do. The stage. The, yeah. Like, that whole thing. That's great. They, they
0: do a good job of that. It's literally just the moment when you just spent three hours watching... All these players you know, and even these head coaches that you know, battle it out so that some old white guy can get it who you don't know.
2: <laughs> there are instances where I think it's good, but you're you're right. Like maybe that's not the way to go. Like like I would say as a Patriots fan, like giving it to Bob Kraft maybe wouldn't be my first choice, but he he deserves to be there. Like he deserves to be on the stage. I think. Well, so does every owner, but like I think Bob Kraft giving it to him first that's fine to me. Not that I like the dude or agree with him, but if you—no, I don't like Bob either. But like, if you were to do it with Jerry Jones, okay, yeah, like he's also the GM of the team, basically. Like he, yeah, that's that's fine. But there are a lot of owners that uh, like don't even go to the games some weeks, and you're going to give them the trophy. Like, well, how hard did they really work? They went to a couple board meetings and they hired the right people underneath them to make sure that everyone is in place. Yeah, I agree with you. That's that's fair. It's yeah. not my answer, necessarily, but I, I agree with you. Like, it, it is a weird thing. Like, if they handed the Stanley Cup off to fucking Jeremy Jacobs... Yeah. You know, I'm turning it off and I'm not watching the rest of that. Mostly because Jeremy Jacobs probably couldn't pick the thing up. But, you know... Yeah. I mean, I would watch it to potentially see Jeremy Jacobs turn to dust in front of our front eyes.
0: Like, if, if they gave the Lombardi Trophy to Andy Reid first... Sure, sure. I get it. I'm, I'm all over no, that even. It should you know? be
2: the hockey thing, though. You should just give it to who's the guy that you want to see get it. Who's the guy you want to see it given to, right? Like, I mean, aside from the captain getting it first, but, like, who's the next guy? Like, it's never really happened, I don't think, but maybe in hockey, like, there's a coach who gets it first. Kind Scotty of Bowman. Right. Scotty Bowman did get it first, right? Yeah. yeah, I forgot about that. So, like, maybe there's a guy you want to hand it off to kind of thing. And if you want to hand it off to Andy Reid, last year, I guess, would have made my sense. then sure. Hand it off to fucking Andy Reid, right, and then he can and you do the rest of the celebration. Yeah. And Andy Reid can go get his cheeseburger; and he doesn't have to stick around. Yeah. anymore.
0: that's my that's my way to I love hockey more than every other sport type of take, where I want the cool thing that my sport does to be in every sport, and I I realize that it's not going to be mm. practical, but I don't know. That's just always rubbed me the wrong way that the first guy out of the box is the owner and. Meanwhile, there's three guys with broken ACLs and bleeding from the head. That yeah, can we please touch the trophy that we just won? No.
2: <laughs> yeah. So that's fair. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would like for my my least favorite. Uh, the answer would probably be uh, the ticket prices, but um, <laughs> my my actual answer is uh, it's similar to my underrated in the sense that going into. The weekend. Uh, I, do, I don't like reading the, the takes, necessarily. Um, I, I kind of like the idea that with the Super Bowl, um, there is often two very good storylines on either side. And I think sometimes it gets minimized by uh, who's in the game and personal feelings and things like that. So it's one thing to hate the Patriots and then, you know, you, you don't want to see them win when they go into the game kind of thing and you pick the other team because you don't want the Patriots to win. Like, sure, I can kind of understand that. But, like, if, if you're going into the game and, and you're picking, you know, Aaron Rodgers to lose because you hate Aaron Rodgers some year or whatever, like if the Packers ever get there. Uh, or, you know, you're you're even this year kind of thing, like the Bucks haven't won ever and they're going in with Tom Brady but you're cheering against her. You know what I mean? Like you think they're going to get slaughtered. They're going to get slaughtered by the Chiefs. No, like, they got to the Super Bowl. It's probably going to be a pretty good game. Like, very rarely is it an absolute blowout. Uh, both teams earn the right to be there. And it's usually two very good teams. And I would say in other sports, specifically in baseball and the NHL, in the last year we've seen, like, a weak team play a good team in the final. And that's not usually the case in football. It's But it's usually personal feelings kind of dominate it. So I don't like reading that shit. It kind of annoys me and... Uh, I just, like, like I don't I don't really want to see Patrick Mahomes win because I think he's going to win enough of them that I don't need to watch it every year. So I'm kind of cheering for Tom Brady because I want him to go out on top. And then Mahomes is just going to be back there next year anyway. Like, that's just what I'm cheering for. But uh, who do I think is going to win? Well, it's probably the Chiefs. Just to clarify.
0: Yeah. You don't want to see Patrick Mahomes win because you don't want to see him every, win every year. But you want to see Tom Brady win because... He won hasn't won here. enough.
2: <laughs> well because because this is probably gonna be the last time he's ever there. So oh, like uh, and like he's my guy. So like, you know, that that's that's a personal thing. But am I gonna sit here and say that I think, you know, the Chiefs are gonna get slaughtered because Tom Brady's that good? No, I think the Chiefs are gonna win. <laughs> come on,
0: Tom, come on. Tom Tom's getting ten rings.
2: Like, you know, he's... <laughs> He's going to end up with one for China, I mean, like, right? I laughed, but it's like, who knows? Like, I laughed at the idea of him getting four, and the guy has fucking six now, so... Uh... We
0: laughed at him winning with Tampa. Um,
2: yeah, I, yeah. I, I I, want to do a segment in the next week or two uh, on the show of you and I kind of taking some of our, our preconceived notions and our predictions coming into the year. I want to do a I was wrong sort of segment. And I wanted to just explore a few things where we just think it was kind of funny. The Martin Jones for Vesna. Uh, yeah, yeah, like similar, similar to that. But this year, I want to kind of own some of them, right? Um, I was wrong about the Buccaneers. <laughs> I thought they were going to be fucking hog shit. Oh. and they weren't. They're pretty good this year. So yeah, okay, yeah.
0: Um, two things, real quick, that kind of popped up since we started recording. Mm. Uh, some breaking news, you might say. Oh, good. We talked uh, at the beginning of the episode about uh, D'Angelo, where he might go uh, should some team lose a defenseman that needs to replace him. Oh, the Columbus Blue Jackets are now uh, uh, without Zach Wierenski for the next three to four weeks uh, with some sort of ailment. So,
2: Oh, well, no need to stress, though, James, because Seth Jones has been good this year. Holy.
0: Buck. I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, and then Offside Talk. I don't know if you know Offside Talk. Offside Talk yeah, is... Yeah, I know the uh, guys. Yep. Uh, they, uh, well. they, have, they have posted the question very seriously. This is a legitimate question. Uh, and they're asking, uh, should Sam Bennett
2: be traded for William Nylander? Hmm. I don't think I'd do Sam Bennett for Alex Kerfoot. and I don't even really like <laughs> Alex Kerfoot. I might do that. <laughs> you might? I don't know. Well, Bennett's not that great, but... He's a lot cheaper.
0: For now, Well, you better stay a lot cheaper. <laughs> yeah.
2: I don't... Uh, yeah. Mm. Uh, absolutely not. I wouldn't would be the answer. I wouldn't. Yeah. Um, something
0: else I just wanted to get off my chest because I, I don't think... Wow. Did we talk about the Leafs reverse retros last last week? We, we didn't. No? no? Okay. No. I don't want to talk about the jersey because I, I don't like the jersey. What I wanted to ask was... Is is it, like, just me that's kind of weirded out about the fact Here we go. that Here we go. Muzzin Say and Hyman oh, no. had to... Like, they got the A's, and they're going to get the A's for all of the alternate jersey games this year. Like, the St. Pat's jerseys and the reverse retros, they're going to be the guys. Yet, the Leafs spent the entire lead-up marketing these jerseys for sale with Matthews and Marner wearing the A's in all the photos. Oh, yeah, you're right. And then, like, if I owned one of those jerseys, I'd, like, again, it's not to say that Matthews isn't an assistant captain anymore, but it's just, like, it's kind of weird. I'm wearing this jersey now that is technically incorrect. Yeah. Or if I, or a flip side, if I went out and bought a Muzzin jersey, reverse retro, and I don't have the A. You know what I mean? Like, I just thought it was kind of weird that they spent all this time and effort and money um, to promote something that doesn't technically exist. I would agree with you. Okay. I just wanted to get that off my chest because it, it bothered me when I saw it.
2: So. You, you, you are one hundred percent correct, sir. I'll take it. Yeah. Thank you. I did, yeah. I mean, yeah. Whatever. I um. <clears throat> one thing that I think's been a little bizarre, having watched a bunch of the reverse retro jerseys this week, large number of them really overlooked whether or not you'd be able to see the numbers on TV. Eh. Like on uh, almost none of them. Almost none of them can you see the numbers while you're watching the game on TV? The Leafs, you can't. The Oilers, you, a little. Kinda, of, but it's orange, so it just kind of looks weird. Uh, watch the Senators today. There's a definitely a black blob on the back of that TV. Or a oh, really? I didn't catch that. I, I always liked the look um, of their
0: jersey when I saw it. Released, yeah, no, I, it looks good,
2: but the, I didn't see the game. It's so. just too much dark on dark with a lot of these jerseys, I think, or or like bright on bright on white. Is what I was gonna say. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's just a lot of it's just a lot of bright colors mixed onto bright colors, in a lot of instances. Like, there's just been a lot of jerseys where you just legit can't tell what the number is. Hmm. The Flyers one, the numbers are like all big and out of proportion, kind of thing, but it's still black on dark orange, so it looks weird. I don't know. It's I don't just think bizarre. I've noticed enough. Like, it's really weird. I've, like, it's like five jerseys in the last week I've noticed. It's just not working.
0: I don't think I've seen any of the reverse retro. Like, you know, I don't think I've sat down and watched a game. Except for that Leaf Oilers one.
2: You know, I'm going to go on uh, a rant here, and I don't necessarily believe in it. I just I think it's weird. I think it's weird that on reverse retro night for some teams, the other team's just wearing their jersey.
4: Well, like, I don't know that
2: there's enough to do a white versus dark. Like, you know what I mean? I don't yeah. know that, like, 15 teams did white and 16 teams did dark. So I don't think it works out that way. But it is a little bizarre when they're playing a team where you know for sure that they could wear the reverse retro and it would work. So, like I'm watching the Flyers with yeah. the dark orange and the black, and the Bruins is bright yellow. Like they they could have worn that, but they're just wearing their regular jersey. And I'm like, well, the Bruins like the Flyers jersey looks like shit, but the Bruins look like shit because it looks like they just wore a T-shirt to a wedding kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> this other team's all dressed up and fancy, and you you're just there. I don't know. It looks really weird because, like, even the other night, the the Habs wore theirs and the Senators didn't, and today the Senators wore theirs and the Habs didn't. And not that there's what to look good together, but I'm just looking at it. I'm like, I don't know. It's just this is just weird. Like, I don't know. One team's all dressed up, the other one's not.
0: Yeah, I mean,
2: it's maybe, not like I believe it in my heart I, of hearts yeah. kind of thing, but it just it's bizarre to me. I think if you can get if, if you
0: get the first game out of the way, like every team gets their night. With their special New Jersey, and this is my night. And I'm special, and I'm you, you. You don't get to be special tonight. That's fine, but I do agree. Like, there's no reason that like, the Leafs and the Sens couldn't both wear their reverse retros down the road. All red, all blue. Probably would work. work against, yeah. You know, what I mean? like yeah. they did that with the outdoor game, Leafs and Red Wings. You know, it was all red jerseys against all blue jerseys. So,
2: I mean, works. the Red Wings can wear theirs against any team that isn't wearing white. Right? Because that's all their jersey is. Yeah. It's it's honestly so funny to think of the Red... The Red Wings haven't worn it on the ice yet. So I don't know how it's going to look. Or I don't think they have. I haven't seen that. I haven't watched a minute of Red Wings hockey this year. But, like... No! Yeah, I know. I don't know. <laughs> that's the only division. I don't know if I've watched a full game. Like, I can't. I can't do it with Why that. would you? I hate... I don't like any of those teams. So, but... It's funny because with them, they're just like, well, you know what we're going to do? We're just going to throw our logo on a white jersey and we're just going to have gray stripes that you can't even tell are there. And everyone looked at that jersey when it came out. It's like, ugh, that's terrible. But it's not the worst. And somehow, the more teams wear theirs on the ice, it's kind of like, fuck, you know what? Maybe the Red Wings were onto something just not even taking part in this assignment. You know what I mean? Like, maybe the best thing was to do no jersey at all. Like, the Islanders is almost looking like one of the better ones now because it's just like, well, we didn't hate it before. I don't hate it now, I guess. Like, it's fine. Whereas all these other teams are... They look terrible. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm bitching about it. I'm all for, like, alternates, though. Like, alternates are fun. I don't really care. Even if it looks bad, it's fun. Yeah. You know?
0: Um. I don't think we discussed it, but uh, real quick. Wow, the episode's just never ending.
2: No, uh, we're the never go ending episode. We're gonna
0: go forever. Puck drops in eighteen minutes for the Leafs, so we got that much longer to to kill. We got to kill time, yeah. Um, All right.
2: Overrated, underrated, favorite, least favorite. Uh, Walt Whitman passages. Well, you know this brings me back to uh, second year English.
0: Overrated, uh, underrated, favorite, least favorite. John Chocek nicknames. Um, well, no, now we have to do
2: that. So overrated <laughs> Over overrated was is probably toolbox uh, for those of you who don't know John he was our manager when we coached hockey and he would always bring this little toolbox like I mean every team has one but toolbox with all these fucking laces and shit like that and for some reason I just called him Johnny toolbox one time and like it was funny but all the kids thought it was like the funniest thing and it was like ah, oh, that's not even one of his best nicknames mm-hmm. so it got overrated I think mm-hmm. What would yours be?
0: For the sake of uh, everyone's sanity at home, I'll just uh, concur with your answer.
2: Okay. Yeah. Underrated red corn. Not enough people call him red corn. Um, yeah, it's red corn. Mm. I think it's hot kicks. You think that's his underrated nickname? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm. My my, uh, my favorite is Copsock. Ha <laughs> Uh, for for those of the, for those of you who don't know the story, um, I mean, I guess I have to bleep out the names. But uh, there was a party one time that everyone in Thunder Bay went to. I don't have to bleep out the name. It's called the it was called the hoochie, and everyone went to this party. It was just this big fucking bonfire out in the middle of nowhere. I was the only person in Thunder Bay who didn't go to it because I was working that night. So, uh, but everyone else goes, and um, Matt and Joey Mc. Are trying to get home. They're texting each other. They're best friends at the time. And then, uh, but G, m- how is it, how are you getting home? And, uh, responds to m****r, oh, copsock's driving me home. And then continued to type copsock, like, three or four times. Never actually correcting it to Chozik, but they knew exactly who they were talking about. Like, they both knew eventually that it was John. Yeah. And he's like, oh, cop sock. And they figured it out, right? So that's my favorite one.
0: Um, my favorite is probably just red corn because... Red corn's good. Be- because the photo exists of the Snapchat filter. Yeah, sleeping red corn. Like that, the fact that that Fuck. filter I'm was... i to put like, that on the Twitter now. Happens to when be that. available on Snapchat that
2: weekend when... I think, well, see, ironically, a, a person that I just mentioned, but I'm again going to bleep the name out, uh was on the trip with us. Yeah. And I believe there's a way to to make your own filter. So that's what he did.
0: I thought so at the time. but no? It's come back. Like, it's looped around a couple times. Like I've seen it on Snapchat oh, since okay. then. Oh, okay.
2: So there's a, just a John Redcorn filter on Snapchat. Right. I don't You're going to need to let me know when that rips around. <laughs> well, that's, no, it was John Redcorn.
0: I thought it was just a, a generic animated face.
2: Well, in, in that instance... <laughs> It's definitely John Redcorn. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I think I think maybe Mickelberg made that on his own.
0: Maybe maybe that's the case then. Yeah. Okay.
2: Okay. Mm. My least favorite is Intangibles. We called them Intangibles for a while. I don't really remember why. Uh, and the reason it's my least favorite is because for some reason it comes up on my laptop as Intangibles Chozik. Even though in my phone it's saved as, uh, it's John Redcorn Chozik in my phone. Mm. So uh, that bugs me. And I don't like the nickname because of that, but also because it implies that John has his intangibles. Sorry, John, I just had to say that.
0: Hmm. What's the other box one? There was toolbox and another box. Mm, I don't know. No. hot box? No, I don't think so. <laughs> um, I'll go kiosk. Okay. It just didn't last long. It was funny, but... Yeah.
2: It just... It's almost... You almost can't even count it a nickname. I know. Like I just, you can, you can count can't. it in your exercise, but like... It's just because it's it's his last name. I'm so. I'm blanking on other nicknames. Right. I guess as well, at this point. Well, so. there's a lot. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe we'll make a detailed list and we can make any changes to it next week. Yeah. Um. Where was I going with that? I don't know.
0: Wow. I did have something else to say, <laughs> but
2: it's probably something right important. Yeah, no, exactly. I don't know. Something to do with uh, leaving the under, podcast. Like... Oh yes, yes. <laughs> this is my last. I'm episode. coming home. I've actually signed with the Dodgers. So. Right. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. That's what it was. Oh, uh, the the reverse retros we were talking about there. Yeah, right? sure. And, and how you like the like we never talked about it, but like the Leafs just should have done the O two alternates, right? The white ones with the blue shoulders. Uh Yeah. Even if they invert them, make them all blue with white shoulders.
2: <laughs> like I the reason I actually sort of like the Leafs alternate is because it is something like basically completely different. Like it definitely plays off the past, but like uh, they've never they've never put the gray on the jersey like that. I'm not saying they should have, but I just I like it because it it is very different than anything they've done in in like the last 30 years. Uh having said that, yeah, they should have just done the white alternate for sure. Like that should just be their alternate jersey. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, saw yeah. highlights of uh, a Leaf game
0: yesterday, and they were wearing those jerseys. God,
2: uh, those are nice jerseys. Makes me think of Owen Nolan, Travis Green, Alan Macaulay, Phil Hosley. I guess that's it for this week. Yeah, it um, better be. Yeah, you can uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, also at the High Button uh we now have a website that is up and ready to go i like these guys actually i like the guys at this website mm. i'm kind of excited about oh, it What's the website? uh well it's the high button uh well the actual address is uh what is it it is highbuttonsports.ca uh i have a i have a thursday column kind of thing i guess uh, i'm gonna be doing just basically rounding up what happened with the jets over the last week and basically just sum up the games, talk about anything interesting. So this week I wrote a column, talked a little bit about Paul Maurice uh, freaking out about Blake Wheeler getting yelled at. Talked a little bit about Cole Perfetti, who now isn't on the team anymore. Uh, you know, it's good stuff. Interesting. So um, you can find that if you're if you're interested.
0: Oh, they got a podcast, too.
2: They do, actually. Oh. Isn't that nice? Yeah, seems like a good group of guys. So. Um, they do a live streaming of it, too. It's kind of nice. When they watch the Leaf game. I guess because uh, they all live in Newfoundland, these guys, so they can they can freely get together with their friends basically there because What's that like? you can't leave the province, right? So like everyone who's there is just good basically, right? So uh, they live stream it. They literally just get together in a room. There's like five of them, and they just basically like bar stool, just like watch a game and kind of just make comments and stuff like that. So I watched it the other night and it seemed like seemed like good guys. So you can watch that too.
0: Like oh, got hats.
2: Yeah, they got merch. They do have uh, merch. I might get me the, some merch. The toque is sold out. I would have bought a toque right now. toque looks nice. Yeah, yeah, it does. They, no, they, yeah, like they, I don't know if it's on the merch website, but the one guy's got like a quarter zip that just says high button sports on this yeah. side of it. And I'm like, yeah,
0: I fucking yeah. want one of those. So, I see that there yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Not, it's,
2: not uh, it's a good little website. Interesting.
0: <laughs> um, I have uh, nothing
2: going on with my life. Mm, yeah. I didn't mean to talk about that um, at length, like, I guess. You can uh, read about
0: my band uh, in the walleye.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I don't know why you'd want to, but you could if you had to. It was
2: just the way that you didn't try to sell it at all was just why that was so funny. Like, it's not like people wouldn't want to. It was just like, ah, you don't have to, but you can. (laughs)
0: I'm the bass player. I got to know my limits, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I do like, uh, because there's definitely a lot of people that don't listen to the overrated, underrated, favorite, least favorite usually when we do it. Sure. And uh, (laughs) either of them have been gone. They've been gone for half an hour now. (laughs) Yeah. They missed the second
0: overrated, underrated favorite. Uh, All right.
2: I'm good. You good? I better be. We'll see you next week. Bye.